0: This is Macy. This is Nicole. And you're listening to Buzz. Killers. <laughs> we did that in the same octave. Uh, did we really? Normally I'm normally you're in one octave and I'm in the other octave. <laughs> I'm impressed. I bet we both did it in the same one this time.
1: <laughs> I did it obnoxiously low. Buzzkillers.
0: <laughs> <cars>. Guys, <laughs> we're crazy. We just like sang the Meow Mix theme song. as our sound check so (laughs) not sorry i haven't tried this yet
1: oh i haven't tried it either i like poured it and then put it down and
0: whoa that face that face describe it that face is bad that glorious face no it just wasn't what i was expecting yeah see we're trying the wine guys sorry we normally will try it before but we're trying it right now i don't live at five
1: there is a there's a flavor in there
0: it's fruity kind of
1: yeah it's something fruity that's hitting me hard and i don't know what it's very grape
0: forward yeah it's Hmm. anyway guys we'll talk about what we're drinking right now this was on um a actually (laughs) on a wine extravaganza shopping spree with mama v she took me (laughs) wine shopping bless her soul (laughs) <laughs> and um, she got us some – we got some cool stuff coming up, guys. We're really excited. And some Michael David winery to try. It's not today. Our favorite. No Michael David winery to try today. But we are trying Skeleton, and it is um an Austrian – Wine and the this is such. We need to keep this bottle. I really I, like this I bottle, like that bottle a because lot. it's like all of these people and they're all like these various hues of green and white, and then there's just like a skeleton in the middle of there. Uh huh, it's so cute, it's like part of the crowd. I oh, love it, I love it. So it's called Skeleton and it is made from this variety of um grapes called okay, ready? I, I practiced this, bring it on, Gruner Feltaliner. I did it, God bless you. Um, and they called it for. <laughs> For short, they call this groovy. Do they really? It says it right here for short. Groovy? Groovy. I totally
1: skipped over that part of the label.
0: So um, it yeah. shows all of the charms that make it Austria's favorite white wine. Fresh, fruity, and food friendly. Our groovy is a racy white with explosive citrus flavors, a light mineral undercurrent. The minerals, yes! That's maybe what I'm getting. And an expansive, refreshing finish. So you get the fruit and the like the grapey forward and then the minerally kind of taste at the end. That's what I was yeah. like. What does this taste? It's but it's so good.
1: It's interesting. Yes. I don't think I don't think I've ever tried anything like this before. I, well, <laughs> it's
0: Austrian. We're experiencing new things, guys. It's so cute. <laughs> My mom and I walked around this. I don't. It was a huge wine store. Yeah. For like 40 minutes looking for just, <laughs> well, the first thing I did was go up to some sales associate and was like, where are your Michael David winery wines? Every single one of and them. And they only have a few of them. It is very hard, hard to, to find them. Very hard to find them. Um, Especially up where we are. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can kind of find them.
1: They're like in a single store. And you have to drive really <laughs> far for it. I did hear that, by the
0: way. We <laughs> have the window open today. It so. is beautiful. Oh, a crow. Oh,
1: we, we got a response from a crow. <laughs> from a crow. I kind of, that was kind of appropriate.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't have to have this behind my back today.
1: You get to sit back and am Because not,
0: I'm not telling the story. God, thank God. Thank
1: you. To sit and chill. No, I'm telling the story today.
0: <laughs> we both picked two cases at the very end of this month that are like, God damn it, cases.
1: and We hated them. Hers in a terrible way. Mine and I got to tell you guys. So I'm a mindfuck,
0: a giant mindfuck.
1: I was mind fucked and then annoyed. <laughs> annoyed. I just I became flat out annoyed because okay, well,
0: I am guys, if you the know. worst
1: true crime fan. I don't know a lot of cases. There's some things out there that people are like, "Haven't you seen this documentary?" And I'm like, no. what are you talking about?" Right? Yeah. <laughs> and this is this. There is a Netflix documentary on this, a five five episode docu series, and I had never seen it. I've, I I'd seen it. I had heard his name. But I, I mean, I think at one point, and that's why we drink covered them, but they covered them a really long time ago. Oh. And so we don't even remember that episode. And aside from that, I, I have not heard anything about these two people. Yeah. And so I case. went into this and at first I was like, wow, these people
0: are really fucked up. And then I you thought- to texting me, <laughs> you texted me that. And I was like, oh, girl, you don't, you don't know. Macy was like, ha, ha You don't ha, ha,
1: know, ha, girl, you yeah. don't know. And come to find out. This is just, this is a fucking doozy in its own way. I wouldn't even say that there is a big ass trigger warning on this because it's not that kind of doozy of a case.
0: It's just like it's so like, confusing, and oh,
1: that is the one thing I found that was really difficult is there is no timeline.
0: Well, yeah, and we'll talk about there's why like.
1: That is. <laughs> It took me – I had to basically do – the way I did my notes was I used a lot of my written sources first, and then I tried to do that do, the documentary last. The documentary is where I'm going to tell you guys like 75% of my information goes from. I know. From. It
0: was so great. There is
1: almost nothing online about this, and I do not know why.
0: I I definitely got more from the Rose – and fred west case like of documentaries yeah i and that, uh, like i mean well i got a lot from murderpedia though and dot biography.com yeah strangely enough
1: i got a lot of mine from um, um from and murderpedia
0: book. and then if i found good sources one other one I can't remember. <laughs> it's like it's like when there are a lot of sources that are like print sources whether it's on the internet or books or yeah. whatever when you find a couple of good ones like those are like your main sources of but information, but then there were like little articles mm-hmm. that you also have to read, like, and but they're not as good, yeah. So, like, yeah, I guess. And I
1: guess. the hardest part is that just nothing ever goes in as in depth as a documentary, no, one. never ever. So, I mean, I pulled a lot of stuff out of this documentary, obviously, not everything because that would have been absurd. Um, <laughs> yeah, There's a lot of
0: information,
1: but guys. Yeah, what are we talking about? Tell them now that they. I know, and now that I've tortured them for five minutes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be telling you about Henry Lee Lucas and Otis Tool.
0: Don don don.
1: this case did not make me happy.
0: It blows your fucking mind.
1: It threw me for the largest of loops. Um, <laughs> I'm um, excited. So I only know
0: what's from the documentary,
1: and. That is the one thing I will say is a lot of this stuff that happens is not just Lucas. It's also Tool. And so the documentary focused mainly on Lucas. Yeah. And so it's, it's it was a lot with Tool, too. really difficult to find stuff about Tool. But the sources I found did a good job of bringing him in to the overall situation. Because he, like, comes into it and then goes out of it. In the doc. Yeah. In the doc, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like they didn't bring him in nearly as much as I feel like they should have in the documentary. Well, cuz <laughs> he
0: was definitely an accomplice. He was a much bigger part of 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 Lucas's story than they wanted to say. Exactly. I remember that being like, wait, why don't why don't they talk about this guy more?
1: Yeah, he was just like they like dropped his name here and there throughout the episodes. And then you kind of are left. But when you like, look wait up, a second, and it's who like, who is he? If
0: you look up things, because I sent you a couple articles on like killer couples, because you were like, i would never, yeah, I've never looked into any of this before. And so I was like, cool, here's some, you know, here's some articles, mm-hmm. and they're on there a lot.
1: The two of them, the two of them
0: together. And so it was strange that it doesn't bring them in like that. I know, because I remembered the doc, and I was like, wait, isn't wait? So he's more a part of this than he.
1: What? What? Much more. I was so
0: confused. So. And
1: I mean, they both had their own beginnings right. and then they like come together together for a little while and then they end up going apart. Mm-hmm. And all I mean, obviously I'll explain all of this, but it was just he was much bigger part of it than that documentary made him seem. So if you've ever watched The Confession Killer guys on Netflix, it does not do justice to the relationship between to Otis Tool, Otis Tool and Henry Lee Lucas. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. So I'm actually going to start with Tool. Cool. So, Tool was born March 5th of 1947 in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, His father left at a really young age, and he was left behind with his mother, who was incredibly religious, and um, his sister, who both frequently liked to dress him up as a woman. Um, Why? They would just dress him in girls' clothes and treat him like a girl.
0: That's so weird. I okay. don't know if
1: she, like, wanted another daughter or what. They didn't really explain that. Okay. But they just were like, this is what happened. <laughs> <And> you're <laughs> like, okay, okay. Sure. So, Tool actually claimed at one point that his mother used to beat him and would f- refer to him as Becky. Um, and it was also said that he was a product of incest. I could not oh. find this outside of only one source, but I felt that important to mention.
0: Because he is a little like...
1: Doo-doo. Yes. he. Yeah. You'll come to find out he's not very intellectually smart
0: well when they <laughs> talk to him they, they they play some things from the conf- in the confession killer like from interviews with him mm-hmm. didn't they like some videos yeah and you like when he's talking you're just like what are you saying
1: he doesn't make a lot of like, sense like what are
0: you talking about he's
1: he's not very smart okay um so before his father disappeared um Tool claims that he was forced f- to frequently have sex with his father's friend when he was just around, like, five years old.
0: Like a male S- friend. Yes. Oh. So
1: oh. this started okay. very young. His mother okay. dressing him like a girl. His father forcing him to have uh, perform sexual acts with a male friend. Like.
0: Ugh. Okay.
1: He was Yuck. confused from every direction. Um, it's
0: like fucking. Mm, it makes me so angry when parents fuck up a kid's love map. Yep. That was like Fred and Rosemary West, like the whole way. It was uh-huh. so annoying. I was like, how like how how can you do
1: this to somebody? How could you
0: do this to somebody and how would their life be completely different had this not happened? Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, we heard my husband walking. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um so his
1: grandmother, who was an alleged Satanist.
0: and her daughter's like very religious yeah right
1: often (laughs) uh, often referred to him as the devil's child and was said to have brought him on like trips to the graveyard where she would dig up bones to use for like her
0: spells so was she proud that he was the devil's child because she was a satanist kind of seemed like it okay okay um okay i mean okay
1: um, she would even make him watch her perform rituals, and many of them included self mutilation.
0: It was just gross. Weird.
1: <laughs> this I stray from the start. This kid did not have a good childhood. Oh, no, um, like he
0: didn't even have a chance. He
1: ran away a lot, but he always ended up coming home. Because um, what do you do exactly what? when you're that young? Right. You kind of don't really have a lot of a choice sometimes, and um he quickly became a known arsonist and he would frequently just burn down abandoned buildings like in and around his neighborhood <laughs> and
0: isn't that the sign of a serial killer like right there isn't that one of the things is that they like to play with fire
1: what when later asked why he did this he said quote i just hated to see them standing there
0: what? I hated to see them standing <laughs> an
1: there. empty building.
0: What? Well, I mean, I guess. I mean, I know where we live, especially kind of where we work. Yeah, there are a lot of abandoned. Well, maybe we shouldn't talk about that. Never mind. <laughs> that will give us. That will give a lot of.
1: There's there's certain areas in and around where we live that have a lot of buildings that like have that. a
0: lot of but, abandoned. Have a lot of abandoned factories and, I mean, and stuff that's, like that. That's a
1: lot of big cities too. I mean, yeah. and we, and I mean
0: now they're converting them to like apartments, which I think is great. Yeah. But then there are some that are just like dilapidated and sitting there sitting and have graffiti all... all over them. So I mean, if he felt bad that they were just standing there, then okay, I get that because it's just taking up space. But like he, he just, just h- said, I, I hated, hated them standing there. Yep. That's so weird. It's okay. So it's such
1: an odd thing. Um, I like,
0: I'm about to reveal where. We so that's bad <laughs> not gonna say
1: that uh, we live in the snow belt, guys
0: i mean they know where i was New gonna York, say they
1: so. know the big city we live near so i mean i'm not gonna go out of my way to repeat it if y'all really want to find it you're
0: you can go to the first episode go
1: ahead and go do listen you.
0: to those um, really bad audio things
1: <laughs> this is the big region a big region let me tell you exactly um so, Tool said that he knew by the time he was ten years old that he was homosexual, and that he actually even had a brief relationship with the boy who lived next door at age twelve.
0: Okay. Um,
1: around this time, he also went through a period of being a sex worker who was known to dress in drag. Okay. At that young of an age, like at like ten, like thirteen ish,
0: thirteen ish. Okay.
1: Um. Oh. So. In school, as I was telling you, he was classified as intellectually disabled. He had nice, an IQ of only about 75 oh. um, and he ended up dropping out of school in 8th grade. Okay, he It just was not for him. Um, some do say that his IQ might have been a little bit higher because they believe he suffered from ADHD and dyslexia and it went undiagnosed. Oh. Which is really unfortunate. Um, he also suffered from epsi- epilepsy and was prone to grand mal seizures.
0: Do you think that was because he was the product of incest? I think so. The seizures
1: that would make a lot of sense. It also ca- it also can explain a low IQ. Oh, definitely, cause I it, mean, definitely. it causes a lot. It can can cause cla- cause cla- <laughs> can cause a lot of developmental issues. Right, right. Um, so it would make sense. Okay. Um. Um, By the age of 14, and this is from his own mouth, this is a confession he made, he was picked up by a traveling salesman and driven to the woods outside of town for sex. After doing their thing, um, Tool was extremely nervous about locals and his family finding out. So while the man was outside the truck, he stole the truck and ran the man down and killed him. Oh my God! Yes, he confessed to this. There there was no, nothing came out of this. Like they never said that. Oh yeah, we found a body that was run down. Like there was no, like there was no. This was it was like mentioned that he made this confession, but there was no case that matched it. Like nobody came out and said, yeah, in this time, in this year, there was this accident. Like and nobody knew about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That didn't. He just confessed to this. Maybe um, the
0: guy didn't die.
1: we'll see this is a this is a running theme oh throughout this whole case,
0: oh right yeah <laughs> <laughs> the confession killer <laughs> yep, okay.
1: <laughs> makes you want to bang your head against the wall. so <laughs> his first arrest came in August of nineteen sixty four when he was just seventeen, and it was just for loitering um but after this, his rap sheet just got longer and longer, just stupid petty crimes theft. And things like that. Yeah. Um. By the age of twenty-seven, he had just turned into a drifter and was driving across like western, southern states, hmm. f- just doing his thing. Didn't really. Ever well, because you know like, everything was like a dollar back then. Um. The, he, <laughs> it said that his drifter period lasted only about four months. Um. And during this time, they believe he killed about four people. Okay. Um. The people that they believe he killed were on April 18th of 1974, 20, uh, 24-year-old Patricia Webb of Lincoln, Nebraska, who was shot to death. On uh, uh, okay, September 19th of 1974, there was two massage parlor workers. And I apologize if I do pronounce their names incorrectly. Um it appears to be Yan Lee and Sun Oak Sun Oak Cousin okay i could be saying this wrong i do apologize um so Yan lee was stabbed and had her throat slashed sun oak was raped shot and then stabbed both women were then set on fire Yan lee survived are you serious yep oh my god they and she was able to describe her attacker um, oh unfortunately this didn't lead to much Oh. But she said he was clean shaven, about six foot two, around 195 pounds, driving a white pickup. Um they actually arrested and convicted somebody for this, and it's crap. Really? They arrested a man named Park Estep, and um he was a mustached man who was only about five foot ten. He weighed barely 150 pounds, and he owned a red pickup truck. <laughs>
0: That's, like, nothing she says. It's, like,
1: not even close. Um, he does later confess to this crime. Um,
0: so, on another one. But I thought, but I thought he was homosexual. He's raping and killing ladies? Okay. Yep. I mean, maybe bisexual.
1: Um... so i have i have no idea that's just
0: so strange usually they like
1: that's the thing is i have learned in this case to take none of these confessions did he know well like none of them at their word took none of them at their word
0: i'm not gonna ask any more questions because i feel like we're just gonna get bogged down okay no it's okay it's (laughs) totally fine it's just like
1: no that's a good question (laughs) why would he confess to that he's supposedly a homosexual
0: and like people tend to like kill within. Yeah. Like it's not
1: it's not unheard of, but it's questionable.
0: And I mean, maybe victims of opportunity? But the rape seems strange.
1: You'll come to find out that this is just like the whole case. Oh, uh-huh. okay. cases like this. All right. So uh, um and the other victim um, October 10th, 1974, 31-year-old Ellen Holman. Um she was abducted and shot three times in the head and dumped near the Oklahoma border. So those were the four people that he supposedly...
0: Did kill during this
1: time. Murdered and, well, at least one attempted murder. Okay. Uh, Attempted murder. Attempted murdered. (laughs) Grammar.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's no grammar police here, so...
1: No, it's just me. (laughs) I'm going to grammar police myself. (laughs) Um, So in 1975, he eventually made his way back to Jacksonville. um, And on January 14th, 1976, Tool marries a woman. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she was 25 years older than him. Oh. And sources said she left after three days after quickly discovering his homosexuality.
0: <laughs> oh, wow.
1: Yes. Okay. Um, and not long after that, he meets Henry Lee Lucas.
0: Oh, Henry Lee.
1: So we'll go back a little bit in time. Henry Lee Lucas was born in uh, Blacksburg, Virginia in 1936 to Anderson and Viola Lucas was one of nine children. Man, um, his father was often called No Legs because he had quite literally had no legs. He had actually lost both of <laughs> his legs in a workplace accident. Um, working in a railroad, like that he like worked on the. That's railroads. not
0: funny the way that that happened. But why? <laughs> so they, let me remind you of the fact that you have no legs by calling you No Legs. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> It's just so, like, that's so terrible. Absurdly
1: cruel that it's just like you kind of have to laugh because you don't know what else to do.
0: I'm like, oh, I'm so uncomfortable.
1: (laughs) Um, So, it is said that his father um, resorted to making a living by selling pencils. Ticonderoga. (laughs) Um, He, unfortunately, was also an alcoholic and is the reason that Lucas was introduced to alcohol in the first place.
0: Oh, no. Um,.
1: And the worst part of his entire childhood, his mother was not only an alcoholic, but a sex worker. Okay. And she did terrible things with this.
2: Aww.
1: So Viola acted as basically the head of the household because of obviously his the fact that his father was disabled. So she like, she was like, um, she had the money. She was like, I'm the one with the money. I'm the head of the household. And like, she ran things her way. And she was extremely abusive towards all of the kids. Um, at the age of six, she hit Lucas so hard over the head with a two by four that he was in a coma for three days. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. That's so fucked. Um, She and this these just make me sad. She once beat him for accepting a teddy bear that was gifted to him at school. Um, what? Yeah.
0: Like some other kid just gave him like, a teddy bear? Like it was. You're well, not allowed like, to have his teddy bear. Was Like whether it was
1: a teacher or a friend, somebody gifted him a teddy bear. And when he came home with it, the mother took it and beat him. What? Oh, it just gets worse. Um, <laughs> And she was known to kill any and every pet he ever had. At one point, his own uncle gifted him a mule and she shot it.
0: Like with him there? Yep, uh, isn't that horrible? I hate that. I really hate that.
1: Um, sh- and of course, all of these beatings, um, left him with brain damage. At one point in the documentary, they do talk about the brain damage. Did they, they ever
0: like do an MRI of his brain or anything like that? They oh. show they show it in the documentary. I forgot they, about that. They show
1: the scan, and uh, he had damage to both the front and the temporal lobes. So that's impulse control and empathy. Um, so, not only would she do all these terrible things, she would also frequently force him and his siblings to watch her have sex with her lovers, because she would bring them home. What? Um, and just like Tool, she frequently dressed dressed him in girls' clothing.
0: Well, they both had equally terrible childhoods, so that's probably something they bonded over. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So at the age age of just 10 years old, Lucas got into a pretty nasty fight with his brother and left him with a really bad eye injury on his left eye. His parents ignored this until it was infected. They had to take him to the hospital and they immediately had to remove his eye. There was no saving it. So he has a glass eye. That's why when you see Lucas him. Lucas does? Lucas.
0: Oh, I thought you said the brother had no, the eye. Okay, Lucas so Lucas does. does. That's okay. why
1: when you see him in all the interviews and stuff, you can see that his left eye. It's it, like
0: lazy. Yeah. It's like kind of lazy, right? He almost has
1: like a lazy left eye. And it's because he does not have an eye anymore. He has a glass eye. Because his parents. <laughs> his parents. <laughs> let it the guy
0: it from the <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. Where oh. the eye keeps popping out and he has to keep. He's I mean, like Jason. <laughs> Jason. But that's a wooden eye. That's a wooden eye. He's like, this thing, the splinter is something awful. I know. I mean, at least it's glass. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Oh, man. Poor poor dude with no eye. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: So, by this time, Henry basically described himself as already being an alcoholic. Oh. There was nobody stopping him. He just... Had access and didn't stop. And to be
0: honest, like, if you're getting beaten every day, like...
1: Forced to watch your mother have sex with people that are not your father.
0: Being, like, like, fucking dissociated because of alcohol would probably be nice from what you have to deal with on a daily basis.
1: Yep. And there was actually one (laughs) man who was there frequently enough that he referred to him as an uncle. Ew! And this lovely person is the one that taught him about animal torture and bestiality.
0: I hate that. Yeah. Uh, I know too much about that.
1: Uh, I don't like it. So disturbing. Um, so in 1949, when Lucas was just 13, his father died of hypothermia. Um, he was extremely drunk and actually ended up passing out outside. During a blizzard.
2: Yeah. Oh yikes.
1: Um. And it's at this time. Lucas confesses that he had. His first sexual experience. At the age of 14. Um and not consensual. Sexual sorry. Um he told authorities later in life. That he had kidnapped a teenage girl. From a local bus stop. Beat her unconscious. Raped her and then strangled her to death. Um and. Some believe that th- this is um seventeen year old Laura Burnley who disappeared in March of nineteen fifty one. From the local area. Um but there's obviously How old was she again? Seventeen.
0: He was fourteen? He's
1: supposedly fourteen. Okay. Um, obviously there's no evidence that he saying he, he did, did or it. did not do this. Um Did
0: she go missing around that area?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's, so suspicious, but it's like one of those things that's maybe. suspicious, it's plausible, but there is absolutely nothing linking the two. Okay. Um so L- Lucas's freedom didn't really last long because his crimes caught up to him. He was arrested in June of 1954 on a dozen counts of burglary.
0: Dozen? <laughs> yeah. Okay. He was sentenced to
1: six years in prison. He was released after five and a half on September 2nd, 1959. During his time in prison, he tried to escape twice and was unsuccessful.
2: <laughs>
1: um, they did not say how, and I kind of wish they did, but they just said he was unsuccessful. Okay. Um, so after this, he did not want to go home because he did not want to be with his mother. Sure. So I Wonder why. He moved out to Michigan and was living with his sister, and his mother found out that he'd been released and like showed up and demanded he come home. He was like, "I'm not fucking coming home. I don't want to live with you anymore." Like "No, go away. I, I yeah. don't." And this is when the two got into a massive fight, and the argument escalated. Viola supposedly hit him with a broom handle. Lucas swung his hand at her to hit her, unknowingly stabbed her in the neck with the knife that was in his hand. At least that's what he says happened.
0: Like, what?
1: He claims he was in self defense, like trying to hit her away from him because she was beating him with a broom handle. Oh! But there was a knife in his hand, and he and just, he just happened didn't think about it and went to hit her, and ended up stabbing her in the neck, and she died.
0: Ooh. That's how he claims it
1: happened.
0: Who knows if that's what? Actually
1: Who knows what actually happened? Yikes! So. The stab wound actually resulted in his mother having a fatal heart attack.
0: The stab wound did.
1: Yeah, that's
0: so, that's. So she was so startled by being stabbed that she had a heart. That attack. She had a heart attack. So it's it's. Uh, she didn't even bleed out. She just had a heart attack. Mm-hmm.
1: It's so odd.
0: Okay, and, I don't mean to laugh at that. That's not funny. No, it's just
1: weird. And it's so like I'm,
0: I'm like what?
1: You, you're like, huh? How did
0: that happen?
1: Um. So, obviously, like I said, he tried to claim self-defense, but police did not buy this. Um, he was tried and found guilty of second-degree second murder and sentenced to 20 to 40 years in prison. Um
0: first degree is premeditated, right? And second degree is, like... It's like a, not premeditated. Like, yeah, you it, murdered this person obviously, but it wasn't planned.
1: Yeah, it wasn't planned. Okay, okay. Up until literally the moment you were like, "I'm gonna kill this person," and you stab them. <laughs>
0: like, right? It's right. not. You're not sitting
1: there for days ahead, going, "I'm gonna poison this person on this day." Like, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So, <laughs> I literally wrote this. Now, hats off to our failed justice system. No. Lucas <laughs> Lucas was <laughs> released after serving only ten years, doing due to overcrowding in the prisons. Um,
0: isn't there somebody there on like a lesser charge, probably like forgery or something that you could let go? Not a murderer. (laughs) Just a thought. Um,
1: so not long after he was arrested again for uh, supposedly attempting to kidnap three young girls. Um, but he only served three and a half years for this because he was not successful, which I think is a huge flaw in our justice system. You stick the word attempt in front of something and they're like, ah, no, yeah. it's good. They didn't succeed. We don't need to lock them away. It's cool. <laughs> it's like, um, don't you hate that? It's no, they, so annoying. They still tried. Just because they didn't succeed didn't mean they weren't going to do it. It doesn't
0: like, mean that they won't do it in the future. Right. <laughs> what are you thinking? doesn't make any sense. Um.
1: So... <laughs> I uh, I have wrote like a huge question about that with like eighteen question marks. Um, oh what? So uh, when he was released, Lucas moved. Lucas moved all the way to Pennsylvania, where he met and married his own cousin's widow named Betty Crawford. Their I
0: thought you were gonna <laughs> say Betty Crocker. <laughs> Sorry, guys. And this Mac- wine. Wow. Mac- <laughs> Betty Crocker. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, Betty Crocker. Okay. Oh, shit. Betty Crawford. Um, so, Betty
1: Crawford. Their marriage did not last very long because Betty soon found out that he was molesting her two young daughters, Ugh. and she promptly kicked him out. Yeah. Um, so, Betty. this began the start of his own drifter period, um, and he, made just like Tool, made his way around southern states, working odd jobs. Um... He later claims in the life that he also spent a lot of this time murdering and raping many, many women. Um, and not long after, in 1976, he meets Otis Toole. So we have now come full circle, and these two lovely humans are about to meet.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, no. So it was 1976,
1: and... It did not say where in Florida. I'm assuming it was somewhere near Jacksonville because that's where that's totally. where Otis lived. Okay. Um, it literally just says a soup kitchen in Florida. And I was like. Wow, thanks. I like literally couldn't not even the documentary said more than that. I was like, what the fuck? Um so the, it, the soup kitchen's
0: probably like, we did not do this. we
1: don't want credit. We don't want
0: any, any we no one knowing. No connections.
1: <laughs> no connections whatsoever. Leave. Um. <laughs> so these two met at a soup kitchen, and they kind of just ended up in each other's company and struck up a conversation and became fast friends.
2: Okay.
1: So fast that Tool that day invited Lucas to come home and move in with him. Oh. <laughs> he was like, "I'm a drifter. I don't really have anywhere to live." And at this point, Tool had returned home and was like going come with b and okay. it was not long after that that they began their own sexual relationship
0: did did so Otis openly says that he was homosexual yes but does lucas ever admit that he was homosexual in any way he just says that there was this one relationship that was sexual.
1: he doesn't even really talk about their sexual relationship he just huh. talks about him more like a friend
0: do you think that this is like
1: i don't a know why it could be. There's really not a lot of evidence of it.
0: Like, and Tool it, is so it, al- in love with Lucas that he imagined well, it.
1: That's the thing. That's possible. And you'll see later on. I talk about. There's. There's a point where I talk about something he says in an interview down the road, and it's like,
0: Cause people, it's just like, weird. It's there are w- things that like people like they believe them so much uh-huh. that they become true in their own minds.
1: Exactly, and. Hmm. I could see that as being very possible with this. Okay. Okay. Um, so he brings him home and at the time, Tool was living with his mother and his stepdad and he had um, a niece and a nephew that were living in the house too. Um, that was Frank and Frida. So this was nothing unusual, apparently. Tool bringing home other men.
0: Well, they probably uh, all knew he was Homosexual at that
1: point. Yeah, but like just bringing home strange men to a house where your parents are and your young niece and nephew, this was just like an unspoken. I would be like, no. Yeah, this was like an unspoken thing that they were all just used to. Um, Weird. So not long after, um, like I said, t- um, Lucas moved in and eventually Lucas moved into the bedroom with Tool, supposedly. A lot of this is, guys, a lot of this comes out of their own mouths. There is not a lot saying any of this, like, from outside sources. There's a few things here and there, but a lot of it is things that Otis and Henry have said themselves.
0: So Henry said that he moved into the bedroom with him. Okay, well then that to me indicates something's going on, maybe.
1: I have no idea. <laughs> I I don't trust anything these people say. <laughs> okay. I trust nothing. So they were supposedly in a relationship at this point. Who knows? Um <laughs> and this didn't stop Lucas from taking a liking to little Miss Frida. No, no, no. And for reasons that I could not find quite literally anywhere, he starts calling her Becky. No. He started calling her Becky. No. That's what his mom
0: used to call him. Uh Uh-huh. And they don't
1: explain this. They don't say if that's why. But her name is Frida. Not Becky. Not Not even close. And so this just, like, becomes a normal thing. They're all just like, yeah, Becky. That was, like, her name. And you'll know who Becky is because Becky plays a big part in this. So don't forget who Becky is. So Frida Becky. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm so (laughs) confused. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, Tool and Lucas get a job working together for, like, a local roofing painting company, and they work this gig for about two years until 1981, Um, and it's during this time that Tool and Lucas claim they killed upwards of, like, a hundred people. Together. Yeah, together. Um, Uh, Yikes. They would spend their time drinking, robbing convenience stores, the occasional bank, Um, and eventually their crimes escalated to the point of murder. Um, and things were, things kind of stayed this way until 81 when Tool's mother, Sarah, died. Okay. Um, they decided that, um, Tool and Lucas, they decided they were going to take a road trip out to California and bring along Becky and Frank.
0: No, no!
1: they would just drive all day, sleep in the car. Um, they said... That during this time, they were committing murders.
0: And Becky and Frank just didn't see anything? They
1: said that, like, Becky and Frank just sat in the car. And I was like, this is... I would have run
0: away. I was like,
1: this is really weird to me. A lot of it didn't make a lot of sense. There was a lot of issues with this timeline, guys. Yeah, you've
0: talked about I that.
1: had to piece this together. Like, I had to take notes and then go through and, like, cut and paste things into the, the proper year order. What it, yeah, what it seems the right order. A lot of see. sources outside of the documentary didn't have as much information. So, it was kind of hard to say what was really happening. So, this is what I've gathered. Okay. <laughs> take it as you will, guys. Um, I don't like it. One of the murders that they committed is one that they do bring up in the documentary, and that is the murder of Rita Salazar and her boyfriend. Um, so Rita went out one night with her boyfriend, and it did not return the next morning. Okay. Her family was extremely worried. That's just so unlike her. Um, they It was like a couple days went by, and they were like, they were trying to just hold that hope that she was going to come walking through the door. Walking like through the door, yeah. They were trying to believe nothing was wrong. They heard on the radio that they found a body. Nope. And one of the sisters that talks in the documentary said that her other sister heard this and immediately was like, Mom, they found Rita. They didn't say the person's name, but she was like, Mom, I just... They, I know this that's, is Rita. That's Rita. They found Rita. And her mom was like, "No, it can't be her it, it was like, "No, it can't be her." They got a call yeah, it was her. and they came they went down to um the station and they had Rita's clothing. The family told them and it appeared they'd run out of gas on the interstate and were walking to the next town to retrieve gas from a local station and her boyfriend had been found shot six times in the head. On the side of the road in Georgetown. She was found. All the way out in Waco. Which was about 60 miles away. Um, Uh. She was in the middle of the field. And she had been shot execution style. So. This is a murder. That they confessed to.
0: Is this the girl with the sock? No. No. Okay. We'll sorry. get to her.
1: Okay. <laughs> that is another prevalent case in this. Okay. Um, so I was like, I
0: remember that.
1: Six years later, Lucas did confess to committing this crime with Tool. Okay. This is an important case. It comes back around remember a it. long while later. Remember it.
0: Okay. <laughs> so what are their names again? The couple?
1: it's rita salazar and i do apologize they only said the boyfriend's name once and i did not get it
0: you're fine and i and her boyfriend i felt
1: really bad that i did not write that down but i no, you're fine i did not get i
0: I mean i swear to you like i did not write down that one address in um the fred and west the the fred west thing that one address and then it was what i said was right yeah i was like yay I remembered remembered
1: just from hearing it. (laughs) I'm terrible with names. No, yeah, names names. are
0: not. I would have not been able to remember any of those names. So I get that.
1: So Lucas and Tool kind of bounced around the South with Frida and Becky. They never fully made it to
0: California. Wait, Frida, Becky, and. I'm sorry. Did I say
1: Frida and Becky? No, you said Frida, Becky. Oh, okay. Frida, Becky, and. (laughs) Frank. Frank. Frida, Becky. And with Lucas and Tool, they never made it to California. The kids kind of got a little homesick, and they wanted to go home, so they turned around. They went home. Um, over time, Lucas's relationship with Becky became a big thing. Ew,
0: I don't
1: like it. And because if this, oh my god,
0: I don't like
1: that. Yeah, no, no, it's really disturbing because she was she was very much a young girl. Um. The pair eventually runs off together to Texas. And this is the end of the Lucas Tool tirade. So wait. He just like.
0: He leaves with Becky.
1: He leaves with Becky and just leaves Tool behind. That's shitty. Yeah. So. This is this is crappy. Okay. Okay. So, they get out to Texas and they find an older woman, her name is Kate Rich. And Lucas acquires a job working for her on her farm, okay? And agrees to let them live there as long as he's working on the farm. Cool. So, they live here a little while, but this did not last.
0: Long. And what does he say? This is my kid. Oh no, they were they were he they they were in a relationship. He said like, this is my girlfriend. That's like <laughs> 12. Oh gross. What? I like
1: this, the literally some of this case, I'm like, what is the fuck? What, what is I would happening? Have, I would
0: have been like, sweetie, let me call your parents.
1: It was Texas. Uh. In the 80s.
0: Yeah, you were allowed to get married way this younger than was now. was,
1: back then, I mean, especially back then, marriages were not only happening at younger ages, but people kind of just turned their heads to that stuff back then.
0: Yeah. So I don't like that. I don't either. I would have been like, "Sweetie, let me call your mom." Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> Where is your is family? Weird. <laughs> <laughs> He's weird. Let me call your mom.
1: Um, and he is not
0: a good-looking man. No, guys, there's a meme circling around right now. There is. And, you, and we're and we're probably gonna post it because we're we yeah. we're so we're like what? Uh, but they're not. Yeah, they're
1: weird-looking guys. I mean, it he, he had, like, no teeth. Yeah, and no they were teeth. disgusting. They no were, like, teeth. yellow and huge and bucky and, like...
0: Well, they're bucky because he's missing so many. Yeah. And so, like, the ones that he has left, like, your gums are receding because you're not taking care of your teeth.
1: It was Ugh. just so gross. Yuck, yuck, yuck. So, this doesn't last very long. Lucas apparently became irritated with Becky. One source claimed that she was really demanding and just, like, an overall sour person. Um, And she actually started demanding that they go back to Florida. And Lucas did not like this. Um. He didn't want to go back. Um, He eventually becomes fed up with her. And during a heated argument, he kills her. he left her body where he killed her to go get himself an alibi and he goes to the local church that they were a part of and begins talking to the minister and says Becky ran off she met some guy at a truck stop and she just got in and left and he acts all hysterical and just claims that she ran off with some guy he returns to her body two hours later Dismembers and buries her. So, when later, oh, I, I already said that, sorry. I was going to say, when later asked about where Becky went, she he would just keep saying, like, she ran off with the truck driver. But people were like, that doesn't sound like Becky. That Frida just, Becky. Frida Becky. They were like, that. Her name is Frida. And <laughs> one person who was more concerned than most was Kate Rich, the elderly lady that they had been living with. Right. So, eventually, Lucas tells Kate, all right, I'm going to go look for Becky. Okay. I'm going to drive around. Maybe I can find her. Do you want to come with me? No, I don't. So, during this supposed search, he said that Kate continued down the path of just not believing that she would just up and run off with some trucker. She was like, "This just doesn't sound like her. It just doesn't make any sense," and this pissed Lucas off. He became so enraged that he told police that he pulled over, took out his knife, and stabbed her to death right there. And okay, there is a little bit of a trigger warning here, guys. This is this is kind of gross.
0: B A T W.
1: He then proceeded to drag her from a car, drag her from the car down into a ditch on the side of the road, have sex with her body, and leave her there. Ew. He returned later to retrieve her body and burn it.
0: And is she missing?
1: Yes. And that, Kate Rich, is the beginning of his downfall. I think,
0: like, the end, yeah. From what I remember of the doc.
1: Yep. And that's that's actually where the documentary starts. Yeah. So, Phil Ryan was a Texas Ranger. He joined the, t- the Rangers in 1979.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He had only been a Ranger for two years when, in 1981, he got a call about the missing Kate Rich. She was 82 years old at the time and supposedly living by herself. Lucas who had lived with Kate for a while, um, family members were like, you need to talk to him. Yeah, something weird. Something's not right. You need to talk to him. Fuck. They immediately pointed at him. So, they, I'm sorry, I just like, started reading and then stopped and was like, whoa, what am I doing? <laughs> um, <laughs> I had a moment of like, my brain just paused. It was like, nope. Ready Boop. Work. Boop. Hold on a moment. Um, <laughs> so, they eventually found her purse tossed over the side of a bridge. And they searched the area, searched the area, but they never found anything. Okay. Um. While searching for Lucas, they discovered the missing persons case for Frida, Becky Powell,
2: Ugh.
1: and Phil Ryan, the Ranger was like, "Okay, now we've got two missing people Both that connected Lucas to is connected to. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> at that's the t- suspicious. He's very suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. so. At the time, smacked my phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lucas was in his late forties. Ryan slowly started to believe that Lucas had not only killed Becky, but then Kate found out, and he, in return, killed her. Yeah. So, they finally pick up Lucas, and they bring him in, and he's bizarrely compliant. He just, like, is like, yeah, I'll talk to you. Like, doesn't fight them, like, no struggle whatsoever. He's like, cool, all right. slap some cuffs on me, let's go. He's so, weird. so chill throughout this whole thing. and It's so weird. The problem was um, they had nothing to hold him on.
0: Just suspicion. A, just yeah.
1: suspicion in the fact that he knew these two people. And the family was like, He's weird. He's weird. Look at him. Yeah. Um. R- during his interrogation, Lucas looks at Ryan and goes, Well, you must know about the warrants out on me, too. <laughs> are <laughs> you, Were you just, just giving it to them oh this is the best <laughs> part ranger phil ryan he pretended to know what he was talking about he like shuffled through all those papers he's like yeah I have was, them like, right here he was like oh yeah i remember reading about that let me find and he like he was like that was a uh, that was in florida right and uh, like guys he's still fake and shuffling through the papers and lucas is like no it was in michigan for parole violation what? <laughs> so what
0: are you doing?
1: That right there was enough for them to hold him on.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah. So, Ryan
1: said that he loved to talk, he loved to smoke, he'd drink coffee, and at first he just wouldn't give up any information. He just, he would talk and talk and talk, but he never gave them anything. Right. So... They reverse-psychologied him, and it's fucking hilarious. The rangers threw him in jail and just ignored him. So up until this point, <laughs> they had been giving him smokes, buying him coffee, talking to him daily, and they were like, fine, if you're not going to give us anything, we don't want to talk to you anymore. Throw you we're going to
0: wait for the Michigan people to come and pick you up. Exactly.
1: Well, it was just a few days later that the rangers got a call that lucas had written a note and given it to a guard and that note was confessing to the murder of kate rich oh
0: my gosh so he's just like you can't ignore me literally they
1: like they ignored him and he like broke <laughs> immediately it's he's kind like, of sad he's like i need somebody
0: to talk to <laughs> excuse
1: me honestly that's one of my main theories behind a lot of what's about to happen
0: he just needed somebody to talk to
1: i think he wanted the attention mm. so they go and get him, and he leads them back to the scene. He tells them what happens. They found pieces of broken glasses, like eyeglasses. Mm-hmm. Um, and they claim they found like scraps of her clothing. They only showed images in the documentary of the pieces of the broken eyeglasses, but it's like a little tiny piece, like maybe an inch long, and it's like. That could be anybody's broken glasses. Right. I mean, unless it was her prescription. (sighs) Well, that's it's like it's just the frame. Oh, it's just the frame. It's not glass glass. It's like the frame. Oh, so it's like that could be anybody's frame. Anybody's. So. They he's like, okay, well. And then he takes them to. The apartment that he had moved into on her farm. And shows them the, like, outdoor oven thing that he had supposedly burnt her body in. Mm -hmm. Um, They took pictures and show it in the documentary of what they thought were bone fragments. They never mentioned this again, and they never said anything about it, so I'm assuming that it was not bone fragments.
0: It ended up being something else. Yeah,
1: because okay. it didn't. Beca- or like you bones think if that something. was you think if they found bone fragments that would have been like right there the case. Yeah,
0: like well, we, we found the bone like, fragments. We found and that the bone fragments
1: it. where he said he burned her. Like, right. But and they like they said they took the pictures of it and they took a few of them to test them, but nothing ever comes back around for that. So I'm going. It's probably with, animals or something. I'm I'm going with it. It wasn't anything. Okay. Anything for the case anyway. Um, so well, he's there. He looks at them and goes, "Oh, I can also show you where Becky is." <laughs> he takes them not far away and he says if you dig here, you'll find part of her. And he like proceeds to like turn in every direction and basically point and be like, "If you go that way, you'll find her legs. And if you go that way, you'll find her head. If you go that way, you'll find her arms." So remember he supposedly dismembered her. Okay, this confused the living fuck out of me. And if somebody has an explanation for this that I could not find, please, for the love of God, bring it to me. (laughs) They do find a body buried here. Oh, really? But they don't say if it's Becky. And my assumption is they didn't have any DNA to
0: test it against. Well, did they have DNA back then? I don't think so. When is this, the 80s? The 80s. DNA was in the... If it was even around it was in its infancy it's definitely not like they probably couldn't like now you can test bone marrow and shit. Yeah. For DNA. But it's like did they have
1: anything tested against even if they tested it today. They probably haven't even tested it. she was such a young girl that it's like and, and it's been so long supposedly since he killed her. He's probably thrown away all of her things. There's no hairbrush with her hair in it. There's no right. They don't have
0: anything to compare. They have nothing. And her family probably doesn't either, because she probably took a lot of stuff with her. I mean, at the time she
1: was living with her grandparents. Do you know when she? How old she
0: was when they di- When she died?
1: No. Oh, I it's, don't even like that. There's a lot of open-ended things with this case, and I, like I said, guys, I hated this case. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna say I could it tell you were texting times. me about it all week, being <laughs> I mean, like, I don't want to talk about this.
1: I went home one night knowing I had to watch the documentary, took a nap, woke up, drank a few beers, and went, I'm not doing this right now.
0: <laughs> I can't do this. I remember <laughs> like, I watched this documentary. I was in New York City for an audition, Ooh. and Tyler and I had this like Airbnb in Brooklyn, so it was so long to get back yeah. <laughs> to go to bed. And I remember watching this and just being like, "What it's like so what this weird. whole time, like watching five episodes and being like, "I'm so confused and like and
1: this part, the part where they said they found a body there, doesn't come until the fourth or fifth episode of the documentary after he's already confessed and done all this, so it's like, I mean, but he knows the body's there, but like they they say that he brings them there, and he says that she's buried there." But in that moment in the documentary, they don't say that they found a body. They just leave it like he says that she's buried there, and that's it. And but then you do, find out later on that body. they did find a body there, and they have they show a picture in the documentary of, of the like bones. they found the skeleton, the, like the skull and the ribs, and they have like almost a full skeleton. And you're like, "So is it, Becky?" You don't know. You literally don't know. I was so. Confused,
0: But it's obviously... he. W- so it's obviously telling that there was a body and he knew it was there. But is it Becky? But is it Becky? You don't know. That's the question. You hmm. have no idea. Because he could have literally bought it, brought them to a body that he buried years and years and years ago. Exactly. And it's not Becky. Mm-hmm. And he's just saying it is. Yeah. Weird. Okay. So
1: during this time... In which they've brought Lucas in. And all of this is starting to unravel. Tool finds his own undoing. Well, good. So, he was incredibly upset that Lucas took off with Frida Becky. Frida Becky. <laughs> I'm going to just keep calling her Frida Becky.
0: Frida Becky.
1: It, it kind of goes well together. Frida <laughs> Becky. Um, and <laughs> during this time in which he left her behind, who supposedly killed upwards of 10 people.
0: According to him. He described
1: committing murder as being as easy as taking a drink of water. What? Right? <laughs> okay. Um, he <laughs> at one point said he would cook the human remains. Oh, I remember this. Often pouring blood over them and eating them. But, okay, for, first okay.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Maisie just malfunctioned. Uh, okay.
0: <laughs> he.
1: Like a barbecue sauce. Like, just, like.
0: Oh, God, why did you say it like that? <laughs> That's, I have to compare it to something. Oh, my God. Um, He doesn't seem smart enough to know how to drain the blood out of a human body. I know so i'm sorry he (laughs) just doesn't okay he he claims he was he did this
1: because he was influenced by the devil by the way oh because he's the devil's child right um was that right (gasps) well yeah there was there i did it there is a brief mention in a few of the articles i read okay that they had a connection to a cult the two of them the two of them together okay It was only in a couple of the written sources, and it was not mentioned at all in the documentary. I didn't, I don't feel comfortable, like, going into this because I don't know how much of it I truly believe. Okay. But just so you know, that is there. Um, Okay. (laughs) So he ends up getting himself arrested in April of 1982. And during his arrest, he confessed to about a dozen murders. He confessed to killing a man named George Sonnenberg, who he locked inside his own home and then set on fire. Like, set the house on fire.
0: He is, conf- is, the, is there record that his house was set on fire at any time?
1: This did, That did happen.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, so that's possible.
1: He confessed to killing 19-year-old Ada Johnson. They were shot to death. He confessed to the attack on the two women in the massage parlor. Okay. Um and overall he ends up being convicted um from the sources were all different. Okay. It was either 3 to it was somewhere between 3 to 6 murders. He ends up being convicted and sentenced for. Okay. Um he was sentenced to a mandatory 100 years in prison. Well good. So Tool is locked away. Okay. So we're going to hop back over to Lucas. Yay. And this begins the wild ride that is Lucas as the confession killer. Right. He's this crazy. is
0: batshit bonkers. Bananas. So. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. He tells them all about Kate. Tells them all about Becky.
1: And... And it's at this point when he describes how he dragged Kate down into the ditch and proceeded to have sex with her dead body. Yeah. He says, and I quote, it's one of those things that I guess it got to be a part of my life, having sexual intercourse with the dead. This is a direct quote out of Lucas's mouth. Oh, so, Lucas then tells detectives afterwards he cut her body into little teeny pieces. That's another quote. Um, and when asked why he killed women and why he killed them specifically, he just said, I don't like women. Well,
0: he didn't like his mom.
1: His mom was a terrible, terrible influence on him. Well,
0: but like if you don't like your mom and that's like the one woman that you know your whole life. Yep. You start to believe that all women are Mm -hmm. I mean, I get the psychology of that, but it's not
1: right. And so this is the point where he actually says there is only one woman in his life who has ever treated him with any kind of respect. Frida Becky. No. (laughs) No! Not even Frida Becky. Her name was Sister Clemmie. She was a <gasps> Yes,
0: sister Clementy. Yep. Yes. She is a
1: frequent face that comes up in the Confession Killer documentary. She talks to them, doesn't she? She yep. talks to the, the she crew. goes into the prisons and talks to the inmates. And crazy. She um would come in and talk to Lucas frequently, mm-hmm. and they actually became friends. They described themselves like uh, him about her and her about him. They said they were friends. Weird. Um, he said oh that God. she was such a great friend. She taught him all about the Bible and how to care for others. But and he was a
0: part of that church, wasn't he? Supposedly. You didn't learn that in church? Apparently But you learned that from Sister Clemmy, Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. S- he says that God sent her to him. So oh, God. <laughs> he
1: also said that God is the one who came to him personally and told him that he had to confess to all of his wrongdoings, which is why he has started this whole confession spree, basically.
0: Oh, um, you cannot see how hard <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes. I know. He,
1: <laughs> he claims that before God, he could hardly remember anything about his victims. But after seeing God and speaking with God, He could remember anything and everything. Remember this. This is weird and it comes back around. Okay. (laughs) After this, police, he led police to dozens of burial sites. could remember tiny details. He even at one point remembered a specific issue of a Playboy magazine that was in the bedroom of one of his victims. And he said, like, if you go through the evidence you collected at the scene, there's going to be this Playboy magazine.
0: And was it there?
1: Mm -hmm. The exact issue.
0: Huh. Okay. So,
1: to keep him happy and keep him talking, they obviously let him keep seeing Sister Clemmie. Um, They, (laughs) this this kills me. I hate that they do this. They let this man... Just strut around the Georgetown jail. No handcuffs. They didn't keep him in a cell. They would give him food.
0: They like. They, they would do all they, sorts of shit. They they brought get him, him cigarettes. They brought him
1: cigarettes. They brought him strawberry milkshakes. I hate that. Fucking he doesn't favorite. deserve strawberry they milkshakes. basically gave this man everything he asked for because they wanted him to just keep talking. And there's pictures of this. Well, they're describing this in the documentary and there's pictures of him and videos of him walking around the station, talking to investigators, smiling, laughing. People are joking with him. This man, excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> wine, guys, this man is supposedly a murderer of and multiple people. A- people. And he's he's strolling around the fucking jail, not locked up, just having a happy, joy time, getting all the food and
0: smokes he wants. That's why he likes it there. That's exactly what I thought. That's why he likes it there. They gave him
1: attention. He was a nobody. He was a drifter. He hardly had friends. He didn't have a family. And they gave him this. He got all the attention he wanted. He got everything he wanted. Of course he was. For gonna, free. Yeah. Of course he was going to keep talking.
0: Yikes. I don't like it. Anyway. <laughs> rant done. Um, <laughs>
1: so. We're upset about this. At one point. This is when it you start to see the questionable side of things. They brought in a Japanese film crew. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. That were looking to do a documentary. And they introduced them to Lucas. Lucas says to these people, I even have victims in your country. And everybody in the room's like, Do you know what that means?
0: Uh, did you go to Japan?
1: Literally, they're like, Japan? And he's like, Yeah. They said, How do you get there? I drove. I kid you the fuck not, guys. This is straight out of the documentary. He <laughs> flat out told these Japanese documentary makers. That he drove to Japan and had victims in their country over the water. <laughs> I'm sorry, James Bond. I didn't know you had that car capability. <laughs> I didn't know you had a hover car. <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now?
0: Okay, um, and they're like, so- and they and they're all looking at each other like, what? Yeah, crazy. Okay, so.
1: Obviously, investigators were baffled by this, and they just like were like, "Okay, we're just gonna go do our thing." We're like, uh-huh.
0: "Okay, and all right."
1: Ryan said that the the interrogation process was unbearable. Uh. Um, he said that he often had to force himself to go to work because he knew that it was just going to be. Another day of I'm having to talking s- to Lucas, of ha- having to sit there with this guy and listen to him describe all of these horrific murders that he supposedly committed, and try and act all nice and friendly with this guy.
2: Blech.
1: So, it, they actually started giving him a notepad to write things down on, yeah. And he he started drawing pictures of the victims and would like write notes and like all around their heads of like what they were wearing and what they smelled like. All these different descriptions. Weird. And they started using these sketches to identify victims. They started taking copies of these sketches and sending them to other police stations saying, do these look like any of your victims to try and match cases?
0: Man, he. <laughs> that's not.
1: That's not credible. Well, it's like, OK, you OK, you want this man is saying he murdered this person. This is what they supposedly look like based on his sketch. If that goes out and nothing comes back. The police are going to
0: try and find somebody that that kind of looks like. They're going to try. That's the thing. They're going to try. And like the first person that kind of looks like that picture. They're going to. Well, okay. I think it was the Grim Sleeper. Guys, don't, don't quote me on this. Because I'm not sure. But there is a killer that did do that. He did sketch that. Because he could oh. not remember. And he sketched them to a T. That's scary. I I didn't think know that. it was the Grim Sleeper. I don't know much we about the We have to cover Sleeper, him so at some point because he's scary. He's scary. He's one of those ones that was like very recently caught because of familial DNA. Oh, He's like the Golden State killer where like they caught him cuz of familial DNA. Yeah. His nephew or something like that was in the system. That's crazy. And they caught him because his nephew's syst- his <laughs> nephew's DNA was in the Taken system. Taken down
1: by 23 and me.
0: Yes. all because your freaking great-grand nephew wanted to learn about whether or not no, he was I think half he was Italian, Italian. I like. think he was in prison. I think okay. the, I think the nephew was in prison and he had his DNA taken because he was like <laughs> he actually committed a crime. But yeah that's how they found him. He was in California too. What's with California? I don't get I'll, it. That's why I have no
1: desire to go there.
0: What are you talking about? The Museum of Death is there. What are you talking about?
1: Okay, That's the only thing I want to go for. <laughs> That and actually, I lied. That and Alcatraz. You can take me. Okay. Oh, though. shit. I forgot about Alcatraz. I was going to say you can smart. bring me to Napa Valley because I'd like the wines. <laughs>
0: can, yes. And we can go to Michael Tate Winery. Yes. <gasps> Sorry, guys. California. Anyway, <laughs> um, so. And we digress. So
1: um, they actually at one point held a conference of sorts with detectives from all different agencies, all, like, all stations, police stations all around to try and use, like, these sketches and the information and all these confessions to see if they could link them to cases throughout all these places across Texas. Huh. They ended up linking him to about 17 cases just from that. From the sketches. that little conference that they held. Okay. So... Lucas was arraigned on June 21st, 1983. Okay. And this is for the murder of Kate Ridge. As the... <laughs> he just, like, box himself right here. And it's kind of funny. He, as the trial begins, the judge says, you know, Lucas, do you understand? what well, you're on trial for murder. Like, does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah you, you understand everything that's happening. What does Lucas say? What about the other hundred people I killed? (laughs) God, I wish you could see Macy's face. Um, So. Oh, man. This, the courtroom fucking erupted. They were like, like, what? His lawyers, everybody in the courtroom was like, what the fuck is happening? And so everybody gets their shit together and they, they get it all going and whatever. And at one point when he takes the stand. Why, they- why, 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 why? Oh, yeah, this, this does not go well for him. <laughs>
0: why? He actually- it's like Rose West taking the stand. Like, why? Yeah, no. Just sit down and be
1: quiet. <laughs> like- <laughs> so he takes the stand and he breaks down at the mention of Becky. And
0: this is when he says he feels regret for killing her. But he has no empathy. His brain shows that he has no empathy. Becky was the only person that he ever loved
1: is what he says and that he regrets killing her because he was she was the only one that like ever made him feel something. Okay. And he wished he didn't kill her. That's so weird. Okay. Um and what he said was that he killed Becky because during the fight she had slapped him in the face. And he blacked out.
0: He got so mad that he blacked out. And the next mm. thing
1: he remembers was, she, was dead. she had a knife in her chest.
0: So but they don't know that that body was her or not. They cannot tell. Yeah, That makes me crazy. It probably
1: was. I no idea. All I know is that he is sentenced to life in prison for both deaths. Good. So <laughs> this just doesn't stop here, though. He doesn't just go straight to prison. This is so unlike any Well,
0: because he was, he was like, what about the other hundred people? Against? Exactly. <laughs> and this...
1: it <Nicole laughs> is like angry. <sighs> There's
0: Breathing anger. Literally
1: breathing fire right now. What is
0: it? It's like those little asterisks
1: where you're like, breathing fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, this is when they bring in Texas Sheriff Jim Bowell. I hate him. I hate this man. And people bowed down to him. They thought he was the greatest. Because they were this share. It was the Texas Rangers, Earth. right? Oh no, no. He well, yeah. He was sorry. He was one of them. He's a Texas but
0: Ranger.
1: He he was considered a hero already. For those who don't know, there Blows was raspberry. Um, I, I did not write down the year it happened. Um, in Texas, mm-hmm. there was. Um, an incident that happened on the unit or the University of Texas campus.
0: Oh, yes. I think I remember this.
1: So what happened was there was a day, normal day like any other, people are walking across campus, and all of a sudden you just hear bullets. There's a shooter. Yes, 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 there yes. There was a sniper in one of the tall in towers, the towers. Yes. on the campus just shooting at students on the ground. And this was a this is a huge case, and I'll probably cover it eventually. I saw that, by the way. I didn't do anything. <laughs> Just spilled wine all over myself. Uh, <laughs> the face you made was the best part. Um, oh so, <laughs> this sniper took out many, many people. This was a devastating case. Lots of people lost their lives that day, and yeah. it was. What The problem they had when this happened was that they could not locate where the shots were coming from. This was a sniper. And he was up in one of the tall towers and nobody could freaking pinpoint him because the second you stuck your head out, you were being shot at. Right. So Boutwell got in his own private plane and flew up above the campus. And he is the one that ended up locating where the sniper was located. God damn it. Guys, (laughs) guys. <laughs> we have a timer. Sorry about that. <laughs> we, we we have a timer. Paused. We have a timer guys so that we make sure to pause and save because we've had issues where we've lost episodes before. <laughs> so we set this timer to like go off every once in a while so that we remember to like stop and
0: save. Hit save. And Tyler's we, computer if you unplug it for any reason, even it, if it is just your foot, it dies. <laughs> it <laughs> dies. And it's the only computer that has uh garage band in our house so we need it
1: so our timer is necessary you'll probably hear it from time to time sorry
0: <laughs> and i get so engulfed in what nicole is saying that i just forget about it it just goes off maybe i can set it so is there a way to set it so that it doesn't make a sound it just vibrates or something maybe keep going probably okay, i'm gonna see
1: i don't know your phone so
0: vibrate for alarms.
1: <laughs> oh was that an easy setting to find, or was that an easy setting to find?
0: Alarms and timers will vibrate if your phone is set to mute or vibrate. Okay. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. It's okay. So And we continue.
1: Like I said, Batwell is the one that he flew his personal plane over the campus. And, and caught the dude. Ra- uh, like, radioed down to the police down below, and they were able to stop this man because of him. Okay. So people hailed him a hero. He right from the start was like the greatest Texas Ranger. Ranger. They loved him.
0: He causes so many fucking problems. So many problems. So many,
1: and he is so questionable. And I hate it. Um, So
0: he like wanted to close as many fucking cases as he could. Like that's how I feel.
1: Oh, that's exactly how I feel too. Well, (sighs) trust me, we're gonna talk about it. Trust me, I talk about it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So. Boutwell had been following a string of murders committed along the highways that connect Dallas and Austin, Texas. Okay. Um, He was actually granted a warrant, and right after Lucas was sentenced, he picked him up from the Georgetown. Um, I'm sorry. Was I saying Georgetown? No. I don't think so. I think I did. I did. No, yeah. No, I'm right. Okay, I'm sorry. I just confused myself. i
0: think he was in georgetown right texas and that's also where this weird shooting was
1: no i i messed that up okay i do apologize guys i wrote it down in a different place in my notes that originally he was in the georgetown jail he was not Okay. He was moved to the Georgetown jail. Got it. When Boutwell comes to get him. Got
0: it. Got it. Got it. Got it. So
1: I apologize for that. That was my misspeaking. I was like, wait a second, because I literally have it right here that he brought him to the Georgetown jail, and I was like, wait. <laughs> so that was sorry, I mean, guys. He
0: was originally. He was somewhere else, like um, where his where he had committed the murders, yeah. like a smaller town
1: jail. Yeah. He okay. was. He was not in Georgetown at this point. Got they it. move him to Georgetown. Got it. Got it. So. They, Batwell actually has them create a task force that is solely for the purpose of investigating Lucas's murders. And I'm just going to roll my eyes I like a hundred times during when you talk about this.
0: <laughs> Lucas, I remember this during the Lucas
1: referred to this man as his friend. And he said he treated him very well. He even told one reporter that he saw Boutwell as a father figure. What? Yeah. That came
0: from the documentary and I was like,
1: huh?
0: Ew. That's weird. I, if I was about well, I would be like, I am not this man's father. Right? We are not related. <laughs>
1: We're being nice so he keeps confessing to murders. Like, I don't know. So this task force that was yeah. put together, um, it was run by Texas Ranger Bob Prince. Okay. And they ended up having a waiting list. Of people wanting to talk to him. Months long waiting list of investigators from all across the different states wanting to come in and talk to him about different crimes that they thought he was responsible for. He they said that he spoke to upwards of one thousand different officers from all across the country. And confessed to And confessed to many, many murders with each one of them. Ugh. I just sorry. Okay, we have the window open, and there is a small child outside that just started giggling out of nowhere, and it all like it like like went <laughs> it went silent, and all I could hear was. <laughs> I
0: was like, "What the <laughs> shit is happening?" It's Like a haunted house outside. Oh my god! I just had a it's small like, panic you'll attack. You'll all float down here. So
1: <laughs> I just heard what you said.
0: <laughs> um,
1: so one of the cases. One of the cases he confesses to is that of Deborah Sue Williamson. Okay. Deborah Sue Williamson was the daughter of Bob and Joyce Lemons.
2: Lemons.
1: <laughs> I love. I they're such sweet little people. She was killed on August twenty fourth of nineteen seventy five in her t- in her home in Lubbock, Texas. Okay, that's where Ryan used to live, by the way. Oh yeah, my Ryan. Yeah. Ryan lived in Texas for like two or three years, and Lubbock. he lived in Lubbock. Um, she was stabbed 15 times. Yikes. She was last seen alive the night before. Um, they had all met up to go out to dinner for her father's birthday.
0: Oh, sad. She was,
1: she was already married at that time. She had gotten married at 18 years old. Um, she was married to a man named Doug. He, unfortunately, was the one who did find her. Um, she... She was found face down in the driveway. Um, He called the police and then immediately called her parents and was like, she is dead. You need to be, you need to come here right now. Right now. Yeah. Um, It was nine years before they got any credible leads. And that lead was Lucas's confession.
0: This hard eye roll
1: pisses me off. Her sister says that this nightmare was, quote, a night. I'm um, her. I just said that. Her nightmare was a nightmare. <laughs> God damn it. I tried to say that so dramatically and I said it so backwards.
0: <laughs> her nightmare was a nightmare.
1: Her sister said that this confession was a nightmare. Ugh. It brought hell upon this family. For a long, long time.
0: Because it's not.
1: Because it's not him. Real. It's not him.
0: Not real.
1: His confession was so detailed. That at first it frightened police. They were like. How do you know this much? Her family. Listened to said confession. And was like. There's details of this that make no sense. That don't match. At one point. He says he entered her home and, like, followed her through the house out back. But to the, he
0: like, killed her outside. Yeah.
1: He, like, followed her through the house outside. So he, like, came in one, like, followed her through and, like, out to the garage. Like, the driveway. Don't you think
0: the husband would have seen it? He wasn't home. Oh, he wasn't home. Okay. So, I thought he was inside. Sorry.
1: Um, he said he went into the home through a sliding glass door. This said sliding glass door was blocked. By a large piece of furniture. It was like a big cabinet. Something that people would like keep dishes in and stuff. It oh, was, like a hutch. Yeah, like a hutch. Thank you. It was blocked. Okay. You could not go in and out of this door. And this is how he said he entered the home. And his fa- her family was like, that's not possible.
0: This door has been blocked for a long time. Unless you can move a ton of shit without breaking it. They were like pushing that fucking thing like that thing's top heavy, probably fucking pushing it forward and having it smashed to the ground.
1: Yep. And they her family was so frustrated because this confession just didn't make any sense and they were not listening to the family. Police were just ignoring them. They were like, this confession is not right. There are certain things that just don't add up. And police were like, well, he confessed. They would not pursue it further. Her and the
0: probably the real killer is like <laughs> like
1: I'm out free. The real killer of this case basically goes free. Because <sighs> Lucas confessed and they just took his word for it. They didn't continue to look into it. So That's frustrating. It. That's that. So frustrating. It's terrible. So they ended up taking this to the media, the family. They good, they good for them. They did a whole special on 60 minutes. Um the parents said that the confession tape was just wrong. They were like, they, they were demanding it be reopened. They were like, this is not done. My daughter was not murdered by this man. Um, and Debbie's parents actually did their own investigation. Mm, and I remember that. They yeah. traveled around and tried to find witnesses that proved that Lucas was not in the area at the time of the murder. They were successful.
0: <laughs> they found receipts and shit
1: right they found betty i almost said betty, betty, crocker! I almost said betty crocker god damn it <laughs> <laughs> they found betty crawford lucas's ex-wife when they uh when they found her they discovered that lucas had been released from prison two days prior to her death and That was when he went all the way to live with his sister.
0: Far from Texas. Far from Texas. Not even close to Texas at at all. So. I mean, it would take you two days to drive to Texas. If you were going to drive to Texas. But he didn't drive to Texas.
1: And during these trips that they made up to speak with Betty and the other family members that were there, none of these people had been contacted by the Texas Rangers in any way, shape, or form. No one had checked with them on where Lucas was. No they just one, took his
0: confession they, at fucking face value. Exactly. Fuck. And yeah. it is so
1: degrading. To this family. They just fucking took this guy's word for it. And were like. Nah, well he it. he.
0: it sounds similar to the circumstances. This girl did
1: not get justice. And it <sighs> is. Shit.
0: And he's like. Basically. Her killer. Quote unquote. Yep. Which is annoying.
1: So they took all of this evidence that they gathered. That he was not in Texas at the time of her death. They bought it. They brought it to Bob Prince. The the head of the whole. Tax. Task force. Task right? force. That was in charge of Lucas's crimes and he was like I can't help you.
0: Are you fucking kidding me?
1: It pissed me off so much. It's because
0: he doesn't want to fucking look bad, that fucker.
1: So this is just one of the two main cases that come up for him. That don't make sense, right? That don't make sense. Okay. The other one you mentioned. This is the orange socks case. The sock lady. So it is no it is named the orange sock case. Because this young woman was unfortunately found dead. She was naked aside from the orange socks she was wearing, and she was never identified. That's so sad. Um this case is also the case that screwed up everything for him.
0: For, for th- Lucas or for the for or for prince? For Lucas. Oh.
1: At this point, Lucas was only facing multiple life sentences. He didn't care. He had no care. He just kept confessing.
0: He was like, okay, I just am going to get life in prison.
1: This I'm going to die
0: the, here. Fine. This was the case that put the death penalty on the table. So,
1: this woman, like I mentioned, she was found dead, completely naked, next to a bridge, um, wearing only a pair of bright orange socks. All it took. Was showing Lucas a picture of her socks. Of her socks? Yeah. For him to recall all the details of this case. Of her socks? Yeah. I he forgot about that. Fuck that. He said she was a hitchhiker that he picked up near Oklahoma City. He said that he strangled her to death before having sex with her. <sighs> he knew many details of the case that were not released to the public. Many. Many. That's weird. Okay. But one reporter found that he couldn't have committed this.
0: Because he wasn't around.
1: He had been working in Florida at the time. His attorneys asked why he had confessed.
2: To, and they
1: to were, this. They yes. were like, you didn't commit this crime. Why are you confessing? Because at this point, they had evidence that he had been working in Florida. And he continued to push that he did this and that he was, and he confessed. He was like, I'm not, I'm confessing. He said he was attempting to commit, quote, legal suicide.
0: Oh, he wanted to them to do the death penalty.
1: His goal was to get the death penalty.
0: So his defense team actually worked
1: to track down the people who had seen him working in Florida at the time
0: um because they were like our job is to prove your innocence exactly dude.
1: they were like even though you're trying to confess like it's our job to prove your innocence so we have to do this um and they were extremely frustrated they they interview one of his lawyers in the documentary and oh he, yes, 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 yes he was like it was just beyond frustrating to listen to this man confess to something that he knew he didn't do
0: he could not have he done. literally
1: could not have committed and it's at this point that they actually bring tool into the documentary Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They go to Florida and they interview him and he is so far from helpful. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He literally sits there and is like, well, if Lucas said he did it, he did it. I'll I'll believe whatever he says. I'll go with whatever he says. That's literally like that's how I think he was
0: just so in love with him. Even if there was no relationship, that like he says. Literally what I wrote down was
1: he was still so in love with Lucas that he would just do... It's
0: like spurned lover. He'd you go know? with whatever he whatever said he because
1: he just wanted to make Lucas happy. So he's like, if that's what he said he did, that's what he did. He like He would not say anything else. Oh, my God. So...
0: Help um, us prove that he did not do this so that he
1: does not get the death penalty, sir. <laughs> but Lucas continued to undermine this. Ugh. And he said, he said he'd said he paid these people off to say that he'd been working in Florida at the time. Um, Even though they have receipts? He was supposed to take the stand and then last minute changed his mind. Because it, they were going to go forward with this. They had found the proof that he is working in Florida and they had like, convinced them. Like, we're going to prove your innocence. And... They said that they believe somebody got to him in jail that night. Tool? Um, Lucas. Lucas. Because it was the night before he was supposed to take the stand. And they had agreed, we have all these witnesses, we have the evidence that shows <gasps> you are oh. innocent. They finally convinced him to go out there and say, I did not do this. The next morning when they picked him up, he said he wouldn't
0: take the stand. Fucking crooked cops, man. Yep. Um, <laughs> Fucking crooked um, this I'm going to title this episode hard eye roll <laughs> because I am so <laughs> angry right
1: <laughs> so Lucas he does get convicted of this okay and he does get the death sentence um,
0: is he one of those ones that gets it quickly because they all wait forever on death row <laughs> no
1: when leaving the courthouse after his sentencing One of the reporters asks Lucas if it feels like suicide. That he's doing this. Okay. Lucas said, quote, it is suicide because I didn't do the crime. And another reporter asks, why are you happy? Because he's smiling throughout this whole thing. He's like, because I got what I wanted. He got the fame and the notoriety and now he's got death. He's got his and way And he didn't out. do shit. He did none of it. Uh, he literally says after leaving the courthouse where he I just didn't do it. got convicted and sentenced for murdering a girl that he did not commit the crime.
0: And now they're never going to find her they're actual killer. Never,
1: they never identified her. She is a Jane Doe. That poor girl there is somebody out there missing that poor girl and they will never know
0: because this asshole well i'm okay my thing is yeah it's this asshole but it's ass- actually 2.5 it's like 0.5 his percent his mm-hmm. fault and 0.5 percent of the police the police Why didn't you release a photo? Why didn't you send it to the entire country? Why didn't you do this? Why? Why did you blindly believe this man, even though that there were fucking people? Ah! Okay, sorry. It's, and
1: then this, this, this is me off even more. Instead of sticking him in jail, where he belongs now, they take him on basically a tour of the country. In a fucking private jet, they fly him from, like, state to state, to all these different police agencies so that he can confess to crimes
0: that he, he didn't he, fucking commit
1: like they took him at one point they took him to louisiana where he confessed to 30 different murders they took him to california where he confessed to another 15 like this man clearly has something wrong and this is not fucking possible.
0: and the police are like cool You're going to be our scapegoat because we can't actually solve these crimes. They literally wanted to take every open case
1: they couldn't solve and basically have him confess so that they didn't have to do anything about it. That's what this seems like to me. Because this is where it gets fun. No! (sighs) I literally wrote, it all comes crumbling down. No! (sighs) So it became easier and easier to prove that Lucas was not involved in these murders at all. He had alibis that were solid. My face. You're <laughs> so <someone> amused. <laughs> they had tons of evidence from time he'd spent in jail to traffic tickets to bank statements to dentist appointments. They had fucking everything on this man that would literally <laughs> literally <laughs> dentist, dentist appointments. Man. That's one of the things that they mentioned. <laughs> they literally mentioned it in the documentary, so I wrote it down. They have they have one of like things the teeth. <laughs> because of because <laughs> they're fucked and they had so much evidence so much evidence to prove that he did not commit so many of these
0: and the defense lawyers are like look at it look at it so
1: well at this point it was it was reporters working on this at this point oh the yeah so, they always get you well reporters had this list and it was a list at this point that was around the 200 victims that he had confessed, confessed. to, to killing they put it in order okay. by date of these
0: supposed crimes. Okay.
1: Now let me read you through this list.
0: No. Okay. I'm gonna get so mad.
1: Oh, this is this is bizarre. On October 2nd,
0: he killed a woman. Wait, ex- what year? Can, we, can you do you know a year?
1: Um. 1978. Okay. Thank you. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. So, it's 1978, and this is the month of October. Okay. Okay. October 2nd, he killed a woman in Spokane, Washington. He then proceeded to drive 2,000 miles, which is uh, uh, approximately 31 hours of driving straight in two days. Without stopping. Without stopping, basically. So on October 4th, he could kill a woman in Highlands, Texas. After, I'm sorry, he he supposedly abducted a woman in Highlands, Texas. I misspoke. After that, he drove 600 miles, which is approximately seven hours of driving in three days. This is possible. He... Then to October 7th, where he killed a woman in Saline County, Arkansas. These next few ones are a little bit more believable. And then it falls back out. He so he drove 950 miles, which is approximately 13 hours of driving in nine days. So that's.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, you can stop and stay the night and yeah,
1: whatever. There's plenty of time for that. And to October 16th, when he killed a woman in Lincoln County, New Mexico. Then he drove about 1,000 miles, which takes approximately 20 hours of driving. He had 11 days to do it because the next thing was October 27th when he supposedly killed a woman in Washoe County, Nevada. This is where it falls apart. He then supposedly drove 1,600 miles, which takes approximately 30 hours of driving. He did this in supposedly two days, so on October 29th he could kill a woman in Bossier City, Louisiana. He then supposedly drove 2,100 miles, once again, in two days. That's about 31 hours of driving. You need to stop for gas. For on October 31st for him to kill a woman in Kennewick, Washington. He then drove another 2,000 miles in two days. Uh, well this would have taken about 27 hours for him to get all the way to Jefferson City, Missouri, so on November 2nd he could kill another woman. Where? Where? I'm sorry, when the fuck was he eating? When was he sleeping? When was he stopping for gas?
0: I don't get
1: that. Unless he was like, go, 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 go. How did your
0: car not break down? How did your car not break down? You're driving 2,000 miles in a fucking day? Guys, I screen Two days? I did this out on Google Maps, okay?
1: Because you can do like trips with stops. Are you serious? I did this out. It's almost eleven thousand miles. In Your car be fucked a month. A, a car from the freaking unless you're
0: stealing new cars.
1: They they didn't say. They just they, they were just like this is what he did. And I'm like, oh my god, are you fucking for real? Your car would be like falling the fuck apart. Wouldn't you be able to look at the car that the man owned and be like, why does your car have forty thousand like four hundred thousand miles on it?
0: <laughs> why is this not like, that job? Like, why is this not my job. You would
1: be able to look at his car and be like, Bro, where the fuck have you been driving? Because <laughs> if that's how much he's traveling in just one month, he's supposed to have over two hundred victims. And that means he's doing this month after month after month. His car would be fucking broken down. He'd be stealing cars left and right. He wouldn't be eating. He wouldn't be sleeping. They'd be able to find, though, like
0: records of like, okay, so we found this abandoned car with this license plate that he was supposed to be driving. And then we found this and then we found this other car that he supposedly stole in this other state. Like they would have figured that out. Like that's like you got to be stupid. (laughs) It's <laughs> i'm sorry like that's and
1: that's just that's or just, just not looking month. like i like i said they just wanted to blame the easiest person
0: they were like okay you'll confess so fine you, they just you couldn't
1: close these cases on their own so they fed him information
0: they did him. feed him they and, fucking they have I, videos and they have they have fucking audio of him being fed information and I, by the police i will talk
1: about that coming up Ugh! because this is frustrating so so remember all of this was uncovered by journalists not the police not police so this oh i forgot to ask my dad about this
0: (gasps) dad i meant to ask i wonder we'll call him at the
1: end um so (laughs) (laughs) in comes linda irwin Okay. Linda Irwin was a female dete- She was the first female detective, sorry, for the Dallas Police Department, which if you guys remember, that's where my dad worked for about three years. And this was a couple. My dad started working there in the late 80s. And this Do is the early her? 80s. So I'm, I'm honestly curious if he knows her because um, we'll I did ask, him, I did ask him about this case and he did not know anything about this case.
0: Really? But,
1: really? Yeah. Because, I mean. Well, he didn't work on it. He was so. only a, he was a beat cop. He was, that was like oh, his first cop ever job as, as law enforcement. So he was just okay. a low level beat okay. cop. He was, yeah. So, um, Linda Irwin in four years had a solve rate of 94% for her cases. Was it because of Henry Lee Lucas? No. No, because she was just fucking good at her job. Well, good. You're going to like. It's like Savage. Trust me. Yes. Yes. You're going to (laughs) like Linda Irwin. It's
0: like Miss Savage.
1: They bring her in to speak with Lucas.
0: And so. Well, okay, let's talk. Okay, segue. Let's talk about how women are like, fuck you. You didn't do this. And the men are like.
1: Oh, yeah. This this is literally one of my favorite parts of this. So she comes in and interviews him. And he in that time of her talking with him, he confessed to 10 murders that happened in Dallas. (laughs) None of these murders matched any case they had. And so what they did, she created fake cases. Are you serious? She took these supposed 10 cases, used fake crime scene photos, fake information, built a murder file out of thin air created this supposed case he was confessing to and brought these documents to him and he said yep those are the crimes i committed he he's out
0: fake confessed beach.
1: to 10 fake murders beach this person literally put together fake murder
0: files and he was like yeah i do those you stupid ass beach i hate this guy, <laughs> I hate this guy so much so, oh god, not her, him. He's the stupid <laughs> ass beach. Seriously, <laughs> not so her.
1: this is just like things immediately go downhill, fucking fast. Journalists publish the story with all that information I just told you that about. That
0: she's like uh-huh, these were fake. Well,
1: they hadn't even they didn't even know about that part yet. They only know about the part I just told you about with him driving all across the country and the dates of the murders not matching and things like that. Oh, shit. So they figure this out in the next day. Front page is an article about the fact that they think all of his confessions are fake.
0: They're a cockamamie bullshit. So the
1: the Rangers were pissed because this article drags them. Oh, I'm sure. And it did because... Honestly, I'm one of the ones who's convinced that they were feeding him information. They definitely were fucking feeding and him And
0: if you watch that documentary, you know they were fucking feeding him information. You find
1: out. So they bring in a man in the documentary to do some speaking. And his name is Vic Faisel. Okay. He is. He was. Sorry. He's retired now. He was the McLennan County DA. Okay. Um, so this was like Waco and kind of surrounding Texas, areas. Still. Yeah. Texas. Texas. Okay. Um. He began looking into the cases for Henry Lee Lucas. Um, he went to search his name in the Texas database using his DA credentials. He got an access denied message. He is the DA. He should be able to look for a whatever the fuck county he wants. in Texas. He should be able to look at any case he wants to. And he got an access denied message. Suspicious much? Yep. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. (laughs) So they ended up acquiring a warrant to take Lucas from Georgetown to Waco to be tried before a grand jury. Okay. So right before getting tried with this grand jury, his lawyer says Lucas wants to make a statement. Uh. Lucas stands up and he says, quote, yes. I'd like to state that I haven't done these crimes. (laughs) 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 You guys can't see the faces that Macy and I were making back and forth at each other. (laughs) I had to fill the silence.
0: (laughs) So he said. Like we all knew.
1: He said that the rangers were feeding him information and made it simple to confess with all of the knowledge that they gave him.
2: Hmm. He claims
1: he chose to confess that he was li- like to confess that he was lying, in order to stop hurting those who he knew, like like family members of people who had been killed. He, he was like, like, "Oh,
0: I'm trying to help them."
1: He was like, "It's not fair anymore." He was like, I- "I'm hurting these families, by and confessing. I ha- by confessing the police aren't finding their real killers, although these murderers are going free." I did not do these crimes. Oh my God. At this point, he had confessed to upwards of 600 people.
0: Which is impossible. Unless you're in like the same town forever and ever and ever. Amen.
1: He said at this point, the only murder he ever committed was that of his mother. Mm. I'm still on the fence about that. I don't know.
0: I can believe Kate is Kate, right? The lady on the farm.
1: Yes, Kate was the elderly lady that he worked Kate for on the farm. Kate and Becky. Becky free was Free to Becky. Free Becky.
0: I can imagine the three of them. Yeah. But that's all I can imagine. That's
1: the same. Day. Me too. So, when asked how he took police to the locations of these murders, he said he didn't.
0: He said took him.
1: The police took him. And they told him all the information. And when they rolled the cameras, he was expected to make it sound like a confession.
0: And they would give him milkshakes and McDonald's and shit like that to, to and they apply him.
1: And he claimed that the rangers told him to keep confessing or they'd send him off to just sit on death row. And so at this point, he's living the high life as much as he can. Yeah, I mean in jail. I yeah. mean, he had Sister Clemmy, who was his friend. She could visit him whenever he wanted. But why didn't he she was, say anything? He was, she didn't know. He didn't tell her. He, at one point, briefly did mention to another investigator that he didn't commit a crime. Those tapes were stolen from his house. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Don't be suspicious, people.
1: <laughs> so, he basically claims that they said, like, we'll keep spoiling you rotten if you just keep confessing. He was like, Okay.
0: But and it's a better life than he was living, probably. Exactly. But then he started
1: to realize how much he was hurting the families of those who had died. Because he clearly wasn't the real killer. And they weren't getting justice. And so he finally came out and said, I didn't commit these crimes. Man. So it was at that point they reopened the Deborah Sue Williams case.
0: And That's they, the one who was killed in her driveway, right? Yes. Or in her home.
1: They reopened it due to insufficient evidence against Lucas. Nice. Lucas himself says the rangers showed him photographs of the crime scene before taking him there and having him confess. At this point, there was like basically an internal war between the rangers and other police jurisdictions. Um and The Rangers were refusing to reopen these cases. And this is when the DA, Vic Faisal, steps in. Yay. And he's like, I'm supposed to freaking defend you. And I'm not going to defend you. Because something is not right. And they go after him.
0: They do go after him. I remember that.
1: And I could not believe what they did to this man. So, they accused D.A. Vic Faisal of taking bribes, of not prosecuting people who had assaulted police officers, and they even said he was involved in drug rings. This man, so...
0: And he talks in the documentary. He does.
1: He talks a lot in the documentary. This This is horrible. So, at this point... I will say the grand jury was dismissed because everything was a wreck.
0: Everybody's like, what the fuck's happening?
1: Lucas was returned to the Georgetown jail.
0: Which he should not have been. He should have been brought to some other jail. He should have been in prison on death row where he fucking belonged. But it's like, he should not be in Georgetown where these people have been manipulating him for like years. And even if he did not commit
1: these murders, at this point, he is supposed to be sitting on death row. That's where he should be waiting for them to figure out what's going on. Exactly. So, things for D.A. Faisal, like I said, get bad. He finds out they've wiretapped his home. Big ass trigger warning, guys. They poisoned and killed his dog. Are you kidding me? I almost cried. He talks about it in the documentary. Oh, I forgot about that. And he said they couldn't find him. The dog's name was Spanky. And it was like, a, it was a little shepherd and they couldn't find him. He wasn't coming. They went out back and they found him laying in the backyard. Just dead. They brought him to the vet and the vet was like, he has been poisoned. Badly. Like he's been poisoned. Not an accidental. He ingested something wrong. He has been poisoned. Um, <sighs> they reported being watched frequently. They'd see the same cars. Going up and down the road like all day long, um, and a friend of Vic's. um, who was an, an he was an officer. He wasn't a ranger. He was an officer. Said that he was th- this man and his wife were fearing for their lives. At this point, uh. they were they were clearly coming for them with a vengeance, all because he wouldn't support the rangers. Um.
0: Hard eye rolls.
1: At one point, he arrives at work. As he pulls into the parking lot to get out of his car, several other vehicles come screeching in behind him. It is the FBI. There are five cameras from local news stations already there. The FBI slaps handcuffs on him and arrests him for accepting bribes.
0: Did they have any evidence of this? No. Were they paid off by the fucking Texas
1: Rangers? (laughs) You'll see what happens. And it all comes down to what you think. So. While he was being arrested, the agents tore apart his home. They, like, took anything and everything that they thought they could use against him. And they
0: can't find shit.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Um the fbi claimed that this investigation against the da had nothing to do with lucas but many many people think otherwise it did um
0: it's v- oddly the, suspicious at the time you choose to do this yeah
1: they they go really deep into this in the documentary yeah, they do. i am not going to go as deep because it's not as pertinent to what i'm talking about but it is a little bit important right. so he, things are happening he gets arrested he goes through trials he's eventually found not guilty because they have nothing on him he believed that jim adams who was the head of the texas rangers he is like the leader.
0: not the prince dude no okay he
1: was the leader of the task force okay um jim adams was like the head of all texas rangers
0: okay
1: he believes that jim adams was feeding lies to the local news stations In order to get him away from the Lucas case. They indicted him. On the lies that were being said. By a Channel 8 news reporter. That is the only thing they had against him. Were these videotapes. Of a reporter from the local Channel 8 station. Talking about all of these things that didn't happen. They had no evidence. They had no like nothing.
0: Fuckers.
1: At all. That is what they built their case on. and Fuckers. He, and it, he had gone to Jim Adams, and he was the one that went and said, like, you need to reopen these Lucas cases. And he said no. Jim Adams was the one that denied reopening the Lucas
0: cases. Hmm. Yep. That seems suspicious.
1: <sighs> so, he actually, <laughs> he, said, he said that he thought of every action he could take against these people and the only thing he could do was sue channel 8 for libel and he won a 58 million dollar settlement good good for him
0: that's not at all what he deserved well cuz he should have been able to to fucking sue the Texas Rangers that's the thing they were like
1: they were that he says it he was like i wanted to sue the rangers i wanted to sue all of them and i couldn't you can't they're protected and that's what's annoying. He but he does win this settlement against Channel Eight, but at this point his name has been dragged through the mud. There are still people that believe he's dirty, he's corrupt, and he ends up resigning as DA.
0: They that's so annoying.
1: destroyed his and career. And that was
0: probably what they planned. They probably were like, Oh, he's not gonna get indicted on any of this shit, but It'll it'll ruin his it'll career. It'll ruin him. To
1: the point where he has to leave. And it's it's sad. So annoying. So, from here forward, Lucas did not want to cooperate. Good. Um, I would have been like, I'm not talking to you anymore, you fucking beaches. Well, yeah, that's what he basically, he didn't want to talk with them anymore. He didn't want to work with the task force. So, they moved him to a Texas State Penitentiary. Um, and <laughs> this is when a big shocker comes to the case. And, oh my God, Becky's alive. I'm free to Becky. Free to Becky.
0: She's alive and well, apparently.
1: You think, for a hot minute. So, a couple months after they stick him in this penitentiary, a woman comes forward claiming to be Frida Becky Powell. She actually conducts an interview with CNN saying, like, oh my god, I was shocked to learn that everybody thought I was dead. Like, she even brought forward a man with her to to say he was the trucker that she'd gone off with.
0: Lowe's raspberries. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, this didn't didn't go very Doesn't well. Doesn't <laughs> hold up. So they quickly found out this was a hoax. This woman was not Frida Becky. Becky. She was Phyllis Wilcox, and she had actually been in contact with Lucas while he was in prison. She had been writing him letters and she claimed to be in love with him and she wanted to do everything she could to help his case she was like what if i came forward and said he was like well dna testing he literally told her he was like well dna testing's a thing like and she was like well i've never been fingerprinted and so she went forward with this and like lucas basically knew it wasn't going to work
0: thinking that she like and it was oh, like, of course they're not going to dna test me of course they're not going to take my fingerprints and she's she's just here thinking that she's
1: helping him She did not help him. She tried to convince police that Lucas couldn't have committed the Orange Sox case. Um, He had been apparently trick-or-treating with her in Florida because she was so young. And, like, she said all these things to try and get him off certain cases. And it all fell apart because they figured out (laughs) who she really was rather fast. Um, It was also found that she had been in contact with Charles Manson, Ted Bundy. And John Wayne Casey. <laughs> she was one of those women who liked to write serial killers. She had okay. a fascination with them. And she claimed she was in love with Henry Lee Lucas and she wanted to help him. Well, so she she, with she, John she Wayne didn't Casey help him.
0: Because he liked men. Because <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> he liked men. Yeah. Um,
1: so um, that didn't go very well. That quickly came and went. Um, fuck that. The, then came another story that quickly fell apart. This was a murder that he had confessed to of a girl named Carolyn Servenka. Carolyn had gone missing from Williamson County, Texas, and Lucas had confessed to abducting her and murdering her. He could describe details of the jewelry she was wearing. She had on like a gold necklace with her initial on it. Because they were feeding him shit. Oh, yes. (laughs) No, like, yes. Oh, yes. This comes back to bite him and them in the ass. Badly. He confesses to this. He could describe what she was wearing. The car she was driving. Like, he knew all these details about her that nobody should have known. Unless you were police. Turns out, um, they found Carolyn's cre- cre- uh, car deep within a creek. While driving home one night, she had had an epileptic fit and crashed her car into the water and drowned. Are you kidding me? She had died naturally. Of
0: her own, of like, I mean.
1: oh, uh, Not naturally, but like.
0: She. By, by accident. accident. It was an accident. It was totally accidental. I'm so mad.
1: And he had confessed to this murder. And he knew all these details. Um, There were a few other cases like this, too, where they eventually ended up finding details that went against what he was saying. I'm so mad. And, like, one of them was a woman, her mother had gone missing. And when they reported her missing, she said she always had been wearing this gold watch. She always had a gold watch. She wore it almost every day. He described that watch. Like to a T. To a T on her body when he killed her. They later found that watch in her home. She hadn't worn it that day. It wasn't on her body Are you when she died. Me?
0: Which means the, the girl police sh- obviously fucking fed him shit. So
1: everything that they had told, because they told the police that she always wore this gold watch. So this was knowledge the police had. They were clearly feeding him information. And if you don't agree, I'm sorry. I, please, I take, don't care. Take a deeper look into this case because you, you might need to have your mind changed. I don't care. You're, you're, you can have your opinions. I'm sorry. But, like, I, I just, I think it is blatantly obvious that they were feeding this man information.
0: He did not kill anybody above those three women. His mother and those two, other, and Becky, Frida Bracky. Frieda, Becky And Kate. And Kate. He did not kill... I mean, I'm even confused as to whether it was them, those, those two women, Frida Becky and Me Kate. too. But definitely his mother. De- definitely his mother. He Definitely his
1: He was mother. convicted and served time for that. That was, like, that he did that. But Kate and Becky are the only ones that I would say that there's any form of question where I would say I think he could have committed these.
0: All he of the other so ones, mad.
1: I do not think he did.
0: I don't think he did very much of these, if at all.
1: So... Lucas tried one last Hail Mary before being put to death.
0: Because he's probably like, oh, shit.
1: Yeah, at this point, he doesn't want to be put to death. He's finally realizing everything that's going on. And he's like, I didn't do this. I don't want to die. And they're just... Well, too
0: bad, because you fucking were a blabbermouth. And yep. you didn't you, shut your mouth when you You wanted
1: the attention, and you should have just not. You
0: should have just looked at the police and been like, I didn't do this. I don't want yeah. to confess to this. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that.
1: So... He took his court he took his case to appeals court and and then at this point, people were like he clearly didn't it, didn't commit this case commit this crime, the orange sox case, and oh, was
0: that the one that got him?
1: yeah, that's the one that got him the death penalty and so Lucas's attorney was so just pissed off because it. He told him in the first place, you should not talk. And now he's trying to appeal it and saying he didn't do it. He's like, I tried to fucking help you in the first place and you wouldn't do it.
0: And now they have evidence that you've talked and Mm -hmm. shit like that. Like, ugh. So, Boutwell
1: was convinced he did it. Of course. His attorneys, um, Lucas's attorneys, blame the notoriety of Jim Boutwell.
0: He wanted to close a huge amount of cases like he it was like for his fame yeah, almost that's he, what it feels they like. They
1: described him as respectable and untouchable.
0: Fame hungry bullshit.
1: He just wanted to keep his name out there and um cuz he was
0: older when this all happened, right? He was older.
1: He at this point has actually passed away. He died relatively young. And so about while couldn't at this point wasn't even around anymore
2: Yikes!
1: um so on the other ranger that i first mentioned phil ryan he was told by lucas early on like mano mano face face just the two of them i didn't do this he said many times to him i didn't commit these crimes but he never had it on tape it was always just the two of them
0: you can't prove that yeah
1: and so they, he said him and Batwell fought over the truth all the time. Um, he, the, his attorney said that there was some kind of unspoken relationship between Batwell and Lucas. He had something on him that he just could get him to keep talking, do whatever he wanted. And they actually talk about the fact that Batwell had a fake degree hanging on his wall. That said he'd earned a degree in criminal psychology from the Henry Lee Lucas School of Psychology. And there's like a picture of the two of You're them. You're kidding. I'm not kidding. They talk about this in the documentary and there's a photograph I of, the, of the two of them standing next to this framed fake degree on the wall like smiling and laughing. It's what bizarre. I do not understand. Do you
0: think they were actually friends?
1: I think, honestly, I think they could have been more than friends.
0: Oh, my God.
1: My face. That thought crossed. I was like, I didn't even think about that. It crossed my mind. Hmm. Interesting. Lucas had had homosexual relationships before. He never came out and outwardly said what he identified as, but. I mean, back
0: then, could you? Not really. I mean. Not you could, but like you if could, you were not you weren't, you
1: weren't welcomed.
0: If you were like I'm bisexual, very... it was like you were heterosexual or you were homosexual. Yep. there was nothing in between.
1: There was no pansexual. There was no, no. transgender. There was none of that. That none of that no bisexual. Nothing. None no. of that existed to them back then, and it did cross my mind that they were in more than a friendship of type of relationship. Weird. Because they were just so, there, and there's it's just these pictures of the two of them, like, staring at the map that has all the pins in it of where he's committed murders and how many. And, like, the pins have little numbers on the head, and they're, like, smiling, pointing at it. It's not normal. It is not normal. Weird. Um, Weird. And so this Hail Mary did not work. They kept Lucas on death row. (sighs) Lucky for him, though, six days before his execution, George W. Bush, who at the time was the governor of Texas.
0: Oh, yeah, he was.
1: Yep. He overturned the death sentence for life in prison. So Lucas did not die.
0: Like, like, by like lethal injection or whatever, or whatever, whatever it would have been. Do. Yeah.
1: Man, he did end up dying eventually. Um, he died on March thirteenth, two thousand and one, of heart failure. Okay. Um, he was only sixty-four years old at the time of his death. Um, <sighs> yikes. Otis Toole. He died in prison. Due to cirrhosis of the liver on September 15th, 1996. Um, cirrhosis of the liver, in case you did not know, is just extensive damage done to the liver. And it basically causes it to fail. Normally one of the main causes is Alcoholism. excess drinking. Um, uh, on his deathbed, he confessed to the murder of six-year-old Adam Walsh. Adam Walsh had disappeared from the Hollywood Mall in Florida in 1981.
0: He, like, knew him by name. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Police only had found his head. The entire rest of his body was missing. They were able to determine he had been asphyxiated to death. Now, the problem with this was... During this time, guess who else was in Florida?
0: Henry Lucas.
1: No. Who? Ted Bundy.
0: Ted Bundy didn't kill a six-year-old. Maybe?
1: He had the M.O. of kidnapping, murdering, decapitating young boys.
0: Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Okay.
1: It's possible.
0: But he knew this kid's name.
1: I mean, it was it was a case. It was, oh, a, it was. Okay.
0: I mean, if unless it was a pretty prevalent case, he wouldn't have known about it.
1: So, they weren't too sure about that one. In 2000,
0: 2000- bite marks.
1: They only found his head.
0: Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. That's why I was like, <laughs> Ted Bundy left my bite marks.
1: Um. So. Dem teeth. T- in 2008, Florida police um named Tool the killer of Adam Walsh. People did not like this. Because sure. it was solely based off of his confession. There's had, no evidence there to prove. There was absolutely no evidence. And people were not happy about this.
0: I mean, it possible, it's possible that it wasn't Ted Bundy either.
1: Uh, yeah. It could have it it been, been any- anybody. It, it could have been fucking Henry Lee Lucas. Like, <laughs> it could have like Who knows? And they have nothing. But they named him the murderer. So.
0: <sighs> his Emma wasn't young boys. It was women.
1: Am I mixing him up with Jeffrey Dahmer? Who? Ted Bundy.
0: No, you put Ted Bundy down, so I believe you. That is Ted Bundy. No, I'm saying... (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) No, like, Ted Bundy usually killed women. Yes. But I'm saying that, weirdly enough, even though he was homosexual, he was killing women.
1: That's fair. Cool.
0: So why would he kill some random young boy?
1: I don't know. It was weird. It was all really weird.
0: But he knew his name.
1: And. Uh, so, yeah, that happened. He's still listed as the killer of Adam Walsh. Um, And our favorite friend DNA comes back around.
0: Oh, and. Oh, 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 my God. My eyes are rolling.
1: Remember when I told you. To remember Rita Salazar and her boyfriend.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: They managed to get DNA off of Rita Salazar's underwear. Because she had been raped. Right. They ran it against Lucas. No match.
0: Not surprised.
1: They did get a match though
0: who was a tool was a tool no
1: it was another man um i unfortunately i did not write his name down um i believe it was billy he had a funky last name that okay. i could not pronounce very well um <laughs> but they did get him and they did they did convict him of it he was he did confess to it so this is
0: also something that they had confessed to.
1: This is this is a case. This is a big case that Lucas had confessed that him and Tool had committed, and they found out later on that it was not them, and they had the evidence to prove it. Mm-hmm. At the end of it all, Lucas had confessed to upwards of three thousand crimes. 3,000
0: there's like no way
1: it's the man was 64 when he died in prison
0: there's no way like and he was in prison on other charges for other parts of his life he was in like yeah
1: there's no way he was in prison for 10 years for murdering his mother he was arrested in his late 40s for all this
0: i think the only murders he ever really did were those three that we've mentioned that's I, the only thing I can think of. I agree. I he agree. knew too much about where they would be buried and there was a body there. There was a body even there. Even though they couldn't identify her because, you know, probably DNA was in its infancy. Like I said, it was yeah. in its infancy. And
1: I was surprised to find that it didn't come back around. I was very... Why didn't you test her bones?
0: Once you can test her bones, why right? didn't you test her bones?
1: I didn't get it. I was like, why hasn't this come back up yet? Like, you mentioned that you find a body. But you don't say whether or not it's Frida Becky. And I'm like, I say her name with such seriousness. I'm sorry. But I can't, like, her name was Frida. Why are you calling her Becky? I
0: think it's because of him. I mean, because.
1: Because his mom probably her identified with
0: her. But. In some weird way.
1: It was just. I think he killed three people. At most. At most. I don't know about Tool. I don't know where I stand on Tool. There wasn't a lot of deep diving into the cases. The only one that like came back around was the massage the parlor. Massage the parlor people. And at this point, I'd say those are the only two. Well, murder and attempted murder. I believe he committed.
0: I have no clue.
1: Because <laughs> I, I feel like if he had if he had committed as many crimes as they said he did there would have been way more about him in, the da- in that documentary. Right, right. He was like a side piece in that documentary that showed up in all of maybe 20 minutes out of five episodes. Right. I, I'm i so confused. Isn't that screwed, though? I, I don't...
0: I... I don't know what to think.
1: I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm so confused. And it was funny because this is one of the one... Like one of the very few documentaries Ryan had watched without me.
0: Yes, he, yes, he had said that. seen
1: it, like when it when it came out, and yes, I'd never seen it before. And he was he just kept sitting there going, "Wait for it. Oh, it just gets worse. Wait for it. It just gets worse." And I was like, "Will you shut up?"
0: <laughs> I didn't want to tell you. I, I didn't want to tell you. <laughs> I, you I texted so many. I like re- wrote out so many texts to you and be like, "Wait, everything you think you know is a lie."
1: <laughs> but I, just... I didn't say it. I didn't know what else to do. I was like, I, I I, started this. I have to go through with it. But at
0: this point, I'm not even sure this man killed more than three people. Definitely. I like it. Definitely not. He did it. And it's. At the end of that documentary, I was like, he did not do any of this. He killed those, maybe those three people. Yep. And that's it.
1: And I am I was kind of disappointed at the lack of having Otis Tool in that documentary. I
2: know. Because
1: if he played such a large part. In their murders, saying they killed together upwards of 100 people, I don't understand why he wasn't a bigger part of it. Because they didn't. Because he clearly lied about things, too. So it's like, is it just because Lucas was the one talking that they just kept focusing on him? Because everything I tried to find online, like, you you sent me all those articles about killer couples, and they were all, like, Okay, well, audit- they were a
0: part of it together. Yeah, Tool and Lucas,
1: Tool and Lucas, Tool and Lucas, and I started researching the case, and I'm like, it's like the Lucas show with a, sho- it's like
0: the Lucas, Lucas show, Lucas show with a, an opener with a splash of tool. like an
1: opener of Tool. <laughs> like, I don't understand <laughs> <Splash>. what's happening. <laughs>
0: like, oh man, so, I just didn't
1: know what to, to think. I
0: totally forgot about a lot of the details of this. I mean, I re- like once you started talking about them, I remembered. But I remember being so mad watching that documentary and being like, this guy died because you guys forced him to confess to things he didn't do. Like, and maybe he was a murderer. He definitely killed his mother. Oh, yeah. And he definitely, I mean, it's fairly probable that he killed Frida Becky and he killed Kate. But those other people, like, you're just fucking like...
1: Uh, like I said, I think... What are you doing? I think it started out as, okay, well, this, this is pretty cool. These people are giving me everything I want. All I got to do is keep confessing. Like, yeah, so what? I get to spend time in jail, but at least I have a warm Warm bed. Warm bed and, and, and a roof over food. my head and food. Like, I don't got to pay for me it. strawberry
0: milkshakes and fucking smokes yeah, all the time. these
1: people are treating me better than my family ever did. Why would I do anything otherwise? But then when it got too serious... They slapped the death penalty on the table, and at first he was like, yeah, I just want to basically commit, commit, commit legal suicide, and then it just became too much for him, and he was like, I can't do this. Now. I don't want to do die. This. I didn't do any of this. Like,
0: and then you can't go back. Once you've done it, you can't go back. And people
1: were so torn, so torn over whether well, or not- because, like,
0: what do you do? Not believe the police? Because if you don't believe the police, everything that you've built your almost whole life on is, like, a lie. Mm-hmm. I can't trust the police- no.
1: Sometimes I you mean, can't. I mean, no, you
0: can't. Sometimes I mean, you can't. Sometimes you can't. I mean, it's like fucking Fred and Rose. They fucking did shit. Yeah. And then they talked yep. their fucking way out of it. Like, ugh.
1: It's so frustrating. It is so frustrating. Your couples month
0: is frustrating, you guys. Yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> I never, ever expected this case to be like this. And as I started, like I said, I got further and further into it. It was just, I wanted to fold my computer across the room. I was so what? done researching it. I was like, can somebody just fucking tell me how this ends and tell me whether or not this man was lying because... No one knows. Fuck, I'm confused. But you'll never know. You will never know. Crazy. I hate it. I don't
0: like it. Anyway.
1: Macy, where can they find us?
0: <laughs> Guys. <laughs> oh, I okay, at the hiccups now. She has to finish her wine. I'm already like two and a half glasses deep. I was too busy talking. I know. Like I know. I know. And I'm like. Do, 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 do. Um, okay, guys. So you can find us all over the social medias. All y- over. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Buzzkillers Podcast. Buzzkillers Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at Buzzkillers Pod. Buzzkillers Pod. And we have a wonderful uh, YouTube channel. Um, and you, right now you have to search us as Buzzkillers colon a true crime podcast.
1: Buzzkillers colon a true crime podcast.
0: But we would appreciate the uh, the comments and the subscribing and the liking because if we get to 100 subscribers, we can change our URL so that we have a personalized one and you can find us much easier. Um, you can also find us at buzzkillerspodcast.com. Buzzkillerspodcast.com. On <laughs> on there, you can find little blurbs about us, some little bios there. Um, you can read about all the wines we drink, which are really fun. Um, you can try them if you want. Um, look them up. Some of these New York ones might be hard to find, but a lot of the other ones are big, major national brands, so they should be good um and you can also send us a lovely email message if you feel so inclined send us some love send us some questions send us your theories send us um your own like topics that you want us to cover send us your own cases send us some listener stories whatever you want we want to hear about you we love you um or you can send us an email if you don't want to go to our website at buzzkillers podcast at gmail.com dot com.
1: Buzzkillerspodcast at gmail.com
0: <laughs> And you can listen to us anywhere you get your podcasts. But if you want the whole long list, we are on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Slash Audible, right? Yes. Correct. Audible, yay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Google Podcast, um, iHeartRadio. Am I missing any? Pandora. Pandora. That's the last one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, give us a shout, give us a listen. We want to hear from you all, please. And guys, we didn't mention this at the beginning and I'm very, very surprised. This is episode 30. This is episode 30. (laughs) I love it. Technically on Podbean it says we're on episode 36. (laughs) Because we have minis. Because we have some minis. And we promised, we promised that we will get back to some mixer minis and to, you know, some... Uh, coffee runs, this summer during the year it's a little difficult. Yep. The summer's a little easier. Um, so we we do have at least one coffee run planned. Yes, not like dates planned, but planned out <laughs> like where we want to go. Where we want to go. <laughs> uh, we have a couple. We want to go see some of Shawcross stuff. Yes, definitely. And that's pretty close to us. We want to go to another place that I'm not going to mention. I want to um, take you to
1: Letchworth Village.
0: Yes, I want to go to Letchworth Village. I really so go. and I mean.
1: Guys, we have a lot of stuff planned, too. So there might be some exclusive content coming, if you know what I mean. So keep an eye out for some announcements. We may have some fun stuff for you in the future. These coffee runs, you know, I'm hoping that we can do, like, pictures. and Oh, definitely. I think f-
0: so. We can make days out of that Some fun
1: videos and things like yeah, that.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely have some fun things to catch up on um, on you know all of our channels and anywhere you can listen pretty much um we also would like it if you guys would please if you are on anything i think it's really like just is it amazon too that does reviews
1: yes amazon and apple podcasts they both do have reviews. reviews
0: so if you want to just leave us a five star review we would really really appreciate it um and we will read your reviews on the podcast yeah, um, that's something that we really want to do. Um, and we also have some really cool things coming up that we're planning. So yes. we're really, really excited so about excited. it. Um, but we're just still kind of waiting for some details to come in line, like you know, like in Hercules, we're like all oh, the planets align, and then they cut the <laughs> string. They cut the string. So <laughs> saying, we
1: we like we've started some things, gotten some news. It's gonna take longer than we thought. So like, it'll be a little
0: while, but bear with us, guys. COVID has really fucked with things. Yes, it is. Really fucked with things. Things are really slow right now. But um, we will come at you with our, with our new stuff. And we're planning some really fun things for the summer. And we're really excited about it. That's it. That is it. And we will come back at you next week with a new topic. Oh, my God. We haven't even decided. Yes, we did. Did we? Oh, shit. We did. <laughs> we did. Because I already told you what I wanted to cover. It is not... One thing that I do want to cover, but I think is definitely going to be a multi-parter, but that's going to be way in the future. It's not going to be. It's not going to be for this time, because I found a case where I'm like, what? But I'm hoping it's a little shorter than the last two that I have. done. Finish my wine. Woo! Woo! We haven't done that in a while. That's the whole point. Yeah. I know. It took us two hours, guys. I and talked a lot. twenty-eight <laughs> minutes. Um. Anyway, we love you guys so much, and Thank we'll be, you. and we'll be back at you with a new topic yes. in April, that's and we're so, so excited. Me. And um, just keep a lookout for all of our um, our new stuff that's coming out. We're probably gonna post things on social media when all those things are available to you all. So yeah, we love you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>